Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host Mozzie. How's it going? How's it going? So, um, yeah, so if you're listening to this, um, we recorded slash attempted to record on Monday and it was it was a banger of an episode. It was like two and a half, three hours of like great stuff. We got it, we recorded it and it was going to go out Tuesday afternoon, but um, the software I used didn't pick up my mic. Uh, for some reason, even though I did it last time, so it's uh, Here we are again. <laughs> t- take two. Um, without the way, I mean, we'll list the waiver stuff, but not go into much detail. But we'll do um, something a little different to help prepare for the playoffs. So it was a uh, good weekend. Um, some some of the games got a little rough, uh, mainly the Monday night game, which we, now we get to talk about, which is nice. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, that, that, that added to our pick total. We both picked Pittsburgh, and they were my locks, so I'm really glad uh, Boswell Barely. pulled it off. Man. He's, he, Boswell and Robbie Gold this weekend, man, they killed it with the 5-for-5 five five and the game-winning field goals. I think you meant foot touchdowns, right? Oh, shit. I already messed it up. That's all right. Well, take three. We blew it. We blew it. <laughs> No, we were doing so well on that last episode, and I eventually messed it up, too. That's all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so let's start it off with our bangers and mash, um, our studs and duds, either the guys that banged out the win for your team or mashed your playoff hopes. So some of these guys will go into a little more detail on than others, um, just because a lot of these guys you're going to keep starting anyway or keep sitting anyway. Um, but a lot of them, it's going to be a little tougher decision, especially with um, the playoffs here for uh, – a lot of leagues or this is the last week to get in it's it's really important to make those right decisions and sometimes it's hard to get away from name value so right so just remember at this point uh playoffs have pretty much started for most leagues if not they're going to start in the next week or two mm-hmm. and so our cast is going to be a little bit more focused on these guys that either are really good and have tough matchups or haven't been great and you're wondering if you should start them or not if they're studs and whatnot so yeah let's kick it off all right so some of this week's bangers um we had in the in the same game mccown and alex smith um luckily the the chiefs got back on track and we saw we saw that passing game really click albeit it is the jets no offense but um (laughs) the the jets passing game kept clicking too um against the chiefs which probably supposed good things for the raiders um these Smith is a guy who was probably winning a lot of people a lot of weeks early on before he petered out. But are you are you trusting him now? Yeah, I am. So one thing I wanted to mention uh, that we mentioned before is that uh, Andy Reid basically demoted himself this weekend. He said, I'm not doing a good enough job play calling, so I'm going to hand it off. And uh, I think the offense looked a lot better. Um, just to remember, Jets do have a fairly decent run defense. So even though Hunt didn't, perform perhaps as well as you would have wanted uh, temporary expectations about that. I really like the way the offense is going to be moving forward and they were able to get some really nice vertical throws, which they've been lacking the past couple of weeks and started the season off well with. So I like Alex Smith moving forward. I like this offense. Yeah. They, they really got Kelsey involved and Tyreek involved, well, at least Kelsey early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At it's least like if, early. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching that, you're like, Oh man, he's gonna go off. Or like, if you chuck in another score, you're like, Oh man, he's already got like 20 something points. And then at the end of the game, you're like, wait, it's the same. I mean, obviously it's still, still a good fantasy day, but <laughs> did, yeah. did he play in the <laughs> second half? <laughs> yeah. So, um, then we have McCown. Um, he's got Denver this week, but Denver is no longer the threat they once were. 
<laughs> it's yeah, no, definitely. they're just they're just falling apart. <laughs> the offense is so bad that the defense is getting terrible situations. And even like, even if there's a good a good defense or like a decent defense, if you're putting like if you're putting the them in really bad situations because the offense can't move, then I mean, eh, yeah. Yeah, the it's, best defense can't just stay out there the whole game. They're going to get winded by halftime. Yeah, I mean, that's what really helps uh, Philly a lot is their offense is really good. And um, the defense, like the opposing defense will like get gassed. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on the other offense, too, to make plays. So that's why like, if you look at like Philly's like production percentages against like, the last five games, like they're good against every position because, I mean, they've got a decent defense, but also like I said, the pressure they put on other teams is tremendous. Yeah. Same thing with the Minnesota, tight end too. Team. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you see these teams like, yeah, like I said, New England, Minnesota. Um, so imagine if Jacksonville had a good offense. They'd be scary. <laughs> Ooh. Or Baltimore, too. <laughs> that, yeah, Jags defense is scary. Yeah, so um, I I think you can trust McCown mostly, too. Um, I mean, you may have a better option, but um, who's he got anyway? Let me take a look. Yeah, so this week he's got Denver, and I know he plays the Chargers at some point, though. I'm not sure which week that is. I, I would avoid the Chargers game. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough yes. one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's got Denver and then New Orleans and the Chargers. So it's kind of a tough schedule, um, especially after this week. Um, if you need to stream him this week, go for it. But there's a lot of good streaming options available. Um, so with Joshua Kahn, it's a maybe. Um, it's kind of like a pop him on your bench. Um, maybe start him if you need to. I'm personally not thinking of starting him this week just against Denver on the road. Uh, the Jets do tend to play significantly better at home than on the road. Their one win on the road this year is against the Browns. <laughs> the rest of them have all been losses, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, so the the Chiefs have got Oakland, which is good, Chargers, which is bad, and Miami, which is really good. So two of the three weeks you can really probably rely on Smith. But um, the uh, – I was going to say, I don't remember, but um, I'll come back to it. Oh yeah, James Woodson, that's what it was. Yeah, he, uh, he's been James. out. He's been out of plays, but he was out of my mind. I had to get that one back. But <laughs> I, I would rather stream him than McCallum, especially like probably the rest of the season, even because he's got Detroit this week. Then um, who's he got nice. next week? He's got he's got Detroit. Then he's got um, Atlanta. And he's got Carolina, and Carolina's past defense is kind of breaking down. Atlanta's is decent, but um, I mean the Atlanta. Um, They're missing some guys back there too. Yeah, I'll have to check on True Font South, but those Atlanta Tampa games. I mean, a lot, a lot of those interdivision games in the NFC South tend to be shootouts. But I mean, Winston has shown like he can really put up the yardage. Um, one, two, three, four, three hundred yard. So he's had four, uh, three hundred yard passing games uh, this year, and he's missed three and played two partials. So out of what seven games three of them have been 300 yards so like right. the offense will run through him especially against teams like detroit um His like what, what's just like, imploding lately yeah once he's one of those guys that i think could be a good streamer option depending on who you're looking at um we can talk about that a bit more uh after we get through this guys um and then another one bortles who um <laughs> is also kind of a streamer option based on the schedule <laughs> it's it's kind of fun they're talking about like bortles possibly for the fantasy playoffs but it's if you've got someone who's underperforming, um, maybe like Cousins, and you're not happy with the matchup, um, and then the team's training the wrong way. Um, this is something uh, Mazi always goes on about, but picking teams with something to actually play for can sometimes help. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the Jacksonville Jaguars do have something pretty big to play for. And Bortles has played well the past couple of weeks. I mean, past five weeks, he's gotten 16, 18. He had a bad week against Cleveland and then 23 and 25 in his last two. So, yeah. Um, Bortles uh, might save your season. <laughs> man, that's crazy. Maybe not the Jag season, but maybe your season. Ugh, that hurt a little to say. A yeah. war Bortle, though. Yeah, like he's. So, who's he got coming up? He's got. Seattle this week, which Seattle actually isn't a scary matchup anymore based on all the injuries. And then he's got Houston and San Fran, which are the two <laughs> the two like juicy the two ones. Best matchups you could and, possibly Yeah, have. you could be sitting there with someone like someone like Cousins or someone like Dak, and you're wondering, hey, what do I do with, with this? I've got these quarterbacks who I think are good, um, but you know, <laughs> the matchups might not be bad or it could be it could be risky. Maybe you go with Bortles. Yeah, he's a he's a guy definitely worth picking up, um, and possibly starting based on your your options. Woof. Yeah, qu- quarterbacks one of those things where like if you have a stud, you know you're probably good in every matchup. But uh, like in the most of the guys, it's best to kind of like have a couple that you go back and forth with. Right. If you've been streaming guys all year, maybe you have McCown or somebody or. I don't know, Jared Goff or something, or Prescott, and you're like, ah, I don't really like the matchup this week. I don't know. Maybe go maybe go with the war portal. Yeah, I think around like week twelve I kinda looked at what all I like what all the options were. Like right around the trade deadline we had, I think it was like week eleven then. Um, I was like, Okay, the last few weeks of the season, who pairs well? So I had Kirk Cousins, so I went and got Jared Goff because I thought they paired well based on matchups. And of course I ended up like it picking the better matchup has gone wrong for me most of the times. But I mean, it's the general strategy to look at. Yeah, a lot of the bad, like good quarterbacks are essentially matchup proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really have to worry about who they're playing because they're just so integral to winning the game that they're going to do well regardless. So that is one thing I do want to say. If you have a stud and they've been a stud all year, do not sit them yeah. um, because they have a bad matchup. Like Russell Wilson, which we'll talk about later, if he could play the best defense in the league, you need to start him regardless. Like he's because you can't. If you sit your star in the playoffs because of a bad matchup and they do well and you lose, you're gonna hate yourself for a really long time. Yeah, benching Russ. Um, there are a couple guys I would play over him possibly, but so we can get into that in a bit. Um, so some running back bangers: uh, Kamara and Ingram. You're gonna play them every week. Um, watch Ingram's toe. Um, that's apparently been an issue, but like if Kamara and Ingram are healthy, you're playing them. It's as simple as that. <laughs> right. And then watch his toe. <laughs> you watch that toe. Rex Ryan. <laughs> oh, ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, so, um, some other running backs though, that aren't necessarily, um, in that same category. We've got, uh, Birdhead, uh, Alex Collins, Kenny Drake, and Jamal Williams. Um, all guys that at the start of the season, a lot of people, you're, you're putting that in there too. I keep wanting to say Damian Williams because it's right after Drake. Um, right. But um, yeah, so for me, especially this week now um, with Gronk out, I think Burkhead is the best play of all these guys um, throughout like the fantasy playoffs because he's, okay, he's got Miami, um, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. None of which scare me remotely. I mean, Cincinnati was running pretty well in Pittsburgh yesterday, or sorry, on Monday. Um, Buffalo is the worst against the run lately. <laughs> and yeah, then, much. um, 
Miami's, you know, bad. <laughs> and, and, and Miami is just Miami. Yeah, and so, I mean, especially with Gronk out this week, I think Burkhead's a really good play. They'll probably funnel a lot through the running backs this week, and um, maybe Danny Mandola. But I, the Jamal Williams thing, I'll probably lose some to Aaron Jones, but not a ton. Um, with Kenny and Drake, I actually, if you're in PPR league, he's a really good play. Um, even if you're not, he's kind of putting it together. I mean, he's been, he's talented. He's just, it, t- it took him a bit to get used to that NFL thing. And New England's a tougher matchup. So if you don't want to play him, I understand. I mean, I would maybe not either. But after that, he's got Buffalo and Kansas City, which are the best matchups. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. So he's a pretty good pickup and definitely a flex play here on out. Yeah, and the thing is, he's, a, he's involved enough in the passing game that he may be okay against New England this week, too. I think he will be. Yeah, and then um, Alex Collins and... Um, they're not getting Woodhead as involved as we all thought. <laughs> as we all thought, oh, Woodhead's going to get involved. They'll probably use your voice a little bit still. And then maybe Terrence Wells will come back. But Terrence Wells has been a healthy scratch, as far as I'm aware. So they really do like Collins. And Terrence Wells is bad. Yeah, they're putting him in good game scripts, and he's got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Indy, and none of which scare me. Like all of these guys, like no, like it's it's tough because the name value is not there, but like they're performing really well and have like a good outlook rest of the season. Um, see what who's choose Jamal Williams got rest of the season? Dang it, no, I don't want to see the forecast of the game. <laughs> see, they've got see the Jamal, Jamal Williams is the toughest one because after Cleveland, he's got Carolina, Minnesota, and I don't know if I want to want to touch that one. Right. So we for do, me, so yeah. good. No, but we do like to say he's getting a lot of volume, which is always translates. I mean, not always, but more statistically, mm-hmm. if you're getting a lot of volume, it's going to translate well to higher fantasy value. Jamal Williams passed four weeks, 20 attempts, 18 attempts, 21 attempts, and 21 attempts. That's mm-hmm. a shit ton. When you're getting 20 carries a game, you're going to get fantasy value. Unless you're done um, Right, unless you're <laughs> uh, muscle hamster. Just, I, I, I blame the Bucks and not him as much. I blame him a bit, but most of the Bucks. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Jamal Williams, he's getting a lot of volume, but he does have some tougher matchups, which is why we don't like him as much as maybe Alex Collins um, moving forward or Rex Burkhead, but he is getting volume. So if you need somebody, you got him. Like He's not a terrible uh, play. Yeah, for me, I'd rank it. I'd put Burkhead first. Um it's really close for me on Collins and Drake, and they're not far after Burkhead. It's like Burkhead's one, um, a very short. It's just like one point five to two. <laughs> I'm gonna put Collins and Drake like right next to each other, then Williams after. Um, what, what do you think of ringing those guys? Um, I like uh, Collins a lot because mm-hmm. uh, I like what Baltimore has been doing lately. Yeah, they that team is gonna make the playoffs. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I hate it because I. Don't. <laughs> I don't like Joe Flacco or the Ravens, but that's my own personal bias. Elite. But, you know, objectively speaking, like the, the team is playing really well. They're rallying and they're going to make the postseason to do that. They need a run game. And mm-hmm. Alex Collins is the answer to that. So I like Collins probably the most, um, aside from Burkhead, who I also, I mean, him and Lewis are like the two headed monster right now. Yeah. And the Patriots offense is always has to have a piece of, especially when they're using him like around the goal line, which is helpful in the red zone. Right, and then I probably like Drake because of his PPR value and explosive ability, as, and then probably Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. just because of the matchups. If Jamal Williams was playing some bad teams, he'd be up there. But, yeah, but tough matchups. Really so. tough. <laughs> yeah. 
it is really hard to run on Carolina, and it's way harder to even run on Minnesota. So mm-hmm. both of them are bad matchups for him, unfortunately, even with lots of volume. Yeah, I, that's, that's about where I'm at with it. So on to some wide receivers. Um, one of the biggest uh, ones this weekend was Tyreek Hill. He got back to his big playmaking abilities. Yeah, he did. Yeah, kind of <laughs> him, him and Kelsey are pretty much tied to Alex Smith here. But with, with Tyreek, so it's kind of, uh, I, I guess, um, you're, you're probably trusting him the rest of the way. I don't see why you would. I mean, maybe you get the charges you don't, but... Against Oakland and Miami, I would definitely be starting him. Yeah, and maybe even against the Chargers, because like I said, all it takes for him is, is one. Um, right. Unless you've got a really good option. But, I mean, even, even while Smith has been struggling, Tyreek's not been, like, a bad option. So, it's just it's just refreshing to see the, the big game from him. I think. Yeah, it was nice to see that he could actually get some vertical deep throws to the guy, which yeah. we hadn't seen in a while. So, yeah, Tyreek Hill is a pretty good play moving forward. Um, he's got a fairly favorable schedule. Again, the only the only team I would personally send him against is the Chargers, and even that, like you said, he gets one broken play, mm-hmm. and it's not as likely. Or even a punt return, yeah, or a punt return or something. Yeah, he he's probably probably locking in, and all those running, yeah, and other running backs. Like for me, like Burkett and Collins, I'm probably locking in. Uh, Drake maybe. Um, they're always based on matchup, but like for me, Burkhead and Collins are guys that like I'm probably playing over a lot of people at this point, and so would, we'll we'll kind of get into more like versus this, this guy versus this guy um, in our special playoff segment, and then um so some other receivers getting back to that, um Keenan Allen did his thing, um you're locking him in completely, he's hot. Philip Rivers knows it. Oh yeah, and I, I think he has a pretty decent schedule too, in addition to the fact that you probably wouldn't sit him regardless of matchup at this point. Kansas City and the Jets, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> there's there's zero player like unless I had Antonio Brown, but like it could probably play both of them. But like I I'm starting Keenan Allen like all the all the time. I mean, if you actually just looked at the I mean the past three weeks he's probably the number one receiver. Yeah. The targets are there too. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, he's getting at least 10 receptions a game. That is insane. He's not going to, I don't think he gets 10 against Washington. It was a decent secondary, um, but he's still going to get you at like WR1 numbers, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he'll still be great. You're, you're logging him in like regardless. Yeah. So another guy we've got is Nelson Aguilar. Um, he's had like, he's had like a couple stretches where he's been really reliable and then he's kind of dropped off. He had a great game to start the year. Maybe like a stretch of three weeks where he was good, and now this is the second of two pretty good weeks. Um, which he's he's got a he's usually got a relatively safe floor with some good upside depending on how the game goes. And he's he's not a wide receiver one, of course. He's like wide receiver two, three flex type of thing, at least in my opinion. But he's got Rams, Giants, Oakland, which Rams that's going to be a high scoring thing, I think. And then Giants and Oakland are easy. So I mean, he's he's a guy who you could. You can play over a lot of people, or um, if if you've got him in like your wide receiver three spot, you're pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, even against Seattle, he had a great game. He seems to do even better in the matchups that are difficult, uh, as opposed to more open secondaries. Like his worst games of the year were against Dallas's secondary, San Fran's, the Giants early in the year. Um, so, I, I, against some of these games where the Eagles need to win. 
uh, Wentz likes to use him as his uh, bailout guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when the pocket is collapsing, he needs to chuck it up to somebody. He usually goes to Aguilar. Um, I could see that more in this Rams game. Yeah, I'm well. looking at I'm looking at the game logs and like yeah, like some of the better pass rushes like um, like Carolina, um, Washington early was before their injuries. Um, Arizona before right. their injuries like, and then Chicago and Seattle can kind of get to you a little better. Yeah, like I, when the when the defense is a little stronger, it tends not really goes better for him. But once yeah, once always like for him on the scramble, it's kind of it's kind of funny how that's like how it works for him. Right, he's like an inverse relationship. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I guess the Rams, well. Ram, yeah, I guess the Rams this week who have a pretty good pass rush. Um, I could, especially with Aaron Donald, but um, I could I could see him having a pretty good week this week too. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, especially. He's a guy who, if you're an underdog, you're really happy to have him because he can pop off for you. Right, and he'll kill that projection. Yeah, and then so especially on, with Earth so, out. Oh yeah, Earth is the other guy. Yeah, watch watch him too. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be huge as far as how they fix that. I I could they they'll probably slide Burton in for him more or less. Um, mm-hmm. so like my still a bit, but yeah, I think Algalore could see a little bit more like just more like normal like targets as far instead of just like the breakdown kind of stuff. Yeah, and then so some tight ends. Um, Kelsey and Gronk. Um, well Gronk suspended this week, so you need a replacement, but. When they're playing, you're starting them. Um, probably same with Evan Ingram. I don't see a scenario in which you don't keep playing him. Um, well, actually, unless apparently Sterling Shepard has a hamstring issue right now. So if he, if okay, in the the games where Ingram struggled this year, like the two games or was it, I think it's two or three in a row that he struggled. Those were the ones that uh, Sterling Shepard missed with a migraine. And right. The issue was there was yeah it was eleven and twelve. Those were no Sterling Shepard. He got six and seven targets in this game, but only one and three catches. Like, because they can load up on him. Yeah, um, they don't have to worry about a second guy catching the ball. They can pretty much just double cover Ingram, and it makes it a lot tougher on the rookie. Yeah, so if, if Sterling Shepard is active, I think it makes Ingram a better play. But if he's out for some reason, you maybe have to consider uh, playing someone else over Ingram. And we're going to talk about tight ends a lot in a bit and who can maybe fill that spot. But definitely just watch. Um, Sterling Shepard, but maybe we'll get an angry Eli. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Woke. Oh, he's man. woke, and he's back. <laughs> and he wants revenge. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think I've seen any angry Eli. The most the most I've seen him, like, look aggressive is in that, that gif I sent you of, like, when him and Peyton did that, like, rap video or whatever that was. Oh, my God, yeah. I completely forgot <laughs> about that. That was, that was, was like a gem. SNL years ago, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But um, and then another guy who's a stud this week, uh, David Njoku, which he's had a couple of weeks where he's just gotten loose for touchdowns. Six targets, that's the second most on the year. Um, tied for second most on the year, I should say. But he actually got uh, four of those six. Having Gordon and Coleman really opens up the field a lot. You can put Gordon and Coleman on one side and then have Njoku on the other. Like He's probably going to be in single coverage. Right, and he'll be able to catch the stuff underneath instead of the outside for uh, Gordon and Coleman. So it, it's having those two on on the outside really does help his value a little bit. Yeah, and this week, if you're the Gronk owner or the Ertz owner, or possibly someone with Olsen who you don't want to rely on, a guy who may not play the whole game, a joke who's got Green Bay this week, and they're pretty bad against the tight end. Well, um, they're 
<clears throat> traditionally they haven't been all year, but last week Cameron Brake got two in the red zone. So yeah, over know. the over the last five games, they're <clears throat> this one I, I see fourth worst right here. Um, Detroit and Miami are far and away the worst, and the Cleveland's a pretty solid third worst. But um, I, I wouldn't play any Green Bay tight ends because they don't use the tight ends at all. But um, Njoku's no. not a bad field this week for either of those guys. But I don't want to rely on him the rest of the season too much just because his usage hasn't been there really all season. Yeah. He's a little too streaky. I mean, he's from a rookie tight end. He's more of what you'd expect than yeah. like Evan Ingram. Yeah. Evan Ingram is definitely an outlier. Right. So we like Najoku moving forward, but you, you have to have expectations. Evan Ingram is a stud. He's, he's like, I'll have to look at where he ranks among rookie tight ends, but he's having one of the best rookie tight end years pretty much ever. Um, ever. So definitely like since Gronk, and I'll also have to see where he relates him back. But this, he's this probably even having a better rookie year than Gronk did. Yeah, this year's he's he's gonna he's gonna be a superstar, um, especially once if assuming they keep Odell there, and once they get uh, they're like a lot of guys back from injury, that'll open up a lot for Ingram. That offense could be a dangerous next year, which is what we had thought of and hoped for this year. But it's got a they get John Gruden as a head coach and angry Eli. I, I would love John Gruden because I know, like during the thing, they were like, "Oh, what are the odds?" And he's like, "Something's like thirty-five to one or whatever." He's like, it's like "They're like, oh, would you take the over or the under?" He's like, "Well, if he lies back, I'll take the under on that." <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, he. Um, it's interesting because uh, Gruden has sort of had this reputation. He's really good at taking veteran quarterbacks and producing a good team where he's not as good with rookies. So if he actually mm-hmm. got to stick with Eli, that'd be pretty dangerous. Of course. These are just groomers, so who knows? <laughs> groomers, I like that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, so <laughs> Gronk's rookie year, he had 42 catches for 546 and 10 touchdowns, though. That's, that was the big kicker. Wolf. Right now, Gronk, or sorry, not right now, Ingram has 51 for uh, 569 and 6, so I think he'll definitely pass Gronk's production, wow. which is insane, <laughs> saying someone could pass Gronk's production at any point in their career. Right is insane. He might not beat his touchdowns, but he'll be close. Oh four yeah, I mean weeks. he's at six right now. He's got four more weeks. I mean if he gets eight right. and then a hundred, like two hundred more yards, he'll pass that, which is insane. I would never have thought that at the start of the year. He was like a flyer for most people, but um, yeah. Anyway, I'll stop raving about him and we'll move on to some duds, the mashers, uh, the guys who mashed your master week or maybe not fully mashed it, but you know put it in the oven a bit, wrapped it in some foil, salted it. Mm-hmm. But I uh, overcooked it. Um, so, some quarterbacks. We'll start with Cousins. Uh, <laughs> you put basically just the Redskins, which I agree with, <laughs> which is why it scares me a bit. Um, this this week's matchup is bad. So yeah, it's, I, it's even worse. Yeah, I don't, I'm not playing him anyway. There's a lot of guys I'm playing over Kirk Cousins this week. Um, after that, he's got excuse me, Arizona and Denver, which... Middle of the road matchups, um, depending on how Denver responds this week. Yeah, I keep Tlaib is back, which is going to be big. Um, we'll see how they do against the Jets this week. But, man, Cousins, I don't love it. The offensive line is just so beat up. I mean, he had the he had a perfect Thursday night matchup against a Cowboys secondary that just blows, and he blew harder. Yeah, well, um, I don't, it wasn't <laughs> his fault as much. I mean – one of the like the the fumble it was I don't really give him crap on the fumble just because he got blindsided I don't know if he's blindsided just decked right. 
some of those yeah, you can't really the, help. And the interception. Yeah, the, the, the one of the yeah one of his two interceptions was like a tip or by Jamison Crowder, I think. And then a lot a lot of possessions given up by fumbles and everything. His team his team put him in a really bad spot, <laughs> um, which it, it's you're like oh how could it go much worse? But I mean they've got the Chargers this week. I think the Chargers are going to stomp them. So it's kind of I mean, tough. If you to... have a weak offensive line, the last team you want to play is the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> the only Redskin I would trust this week would be Samaj P. Ryan, possibly. Ryan Grant had a really good week. Yeah. That was kind of nice. He's like the one guy on the Redskins who didn't have a sucky game. To... Yeah, so pre- pretty much the only way to beat the Chargers is to run on them, which they've gotten a little bit against the run lately. But that in the tight end, um, Jordan Reed's out again already. Again. So Vernon Davis is possibly an option, but like I said, that yeah, like I don't want to trust a uh, Washington player if I don't have to outside of possibly P Ryan. Yeah. We liked Vernon Davis's matchup the week before and he didn't do garbage. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Of course they have had a, they played Thursday, right? So they have had a week and three days. Yeah. A little more time off, which, um, you know, is always helpful, but, um, check out how some is doing, but in the last couple of weeks, he's, I mean, they're give, they're giving him the ball. Like they like him remotely at least. Um, see, He's got yeah, P. Ryan's been great. 24, uh, 27, and 15 touches the last three weeks. Um, the 15 is a little lower than you want, but it's still yeah. decent. I mean, That's partially because they were down by so much that they had to just throw it, and yeah. they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the Chargers don't typically blow people out, I mean, aside from the Bills game, but the Chargers <laughs> tend to play at the level of their competition for most of the game. <laughs> That's a That's historically true. a Chargers thing. So... But yeah, um, they were even uh, pretty close with Cleveland for most of that. Yeah, case. <laughs> we thought they were going to do that again. Oh man! And then um, so some other quarterbacks. I mean, Brady had a down week, but that was kind of just a game script thing where the teeth wasn't needed. Um, this week against Miami, I, I think they'll they'll do a little better. I mean, the, the, I, Brady having a down week isn't something you really need to worry about much. Um, you're gonna keep starting him. I don't see a world in which you don't if you have him. Now, how do you do last time against Miami? Four touchdowns? Yeah, he'll do fine. Yeah, so they, they don't like that division at all. And um, <laughs> Miami, there's a chance Miami like is able to keep up a little bit. Um, they looked pretty decent last week, but I mean, the Broncos are in shambles. But yeah. Jay Cutler and Kenny Stills are connecting some. The Dolphins, I don't think, I think the Dolphins will be able to put more up, put up more than the Jets did. Not like a ton more, but <laughs> a, a little bit more. So... I don't think it's going to be a thing where they take the foot, their foot off the gas quite as much because Tyrod went out, went out last week, so that kind of changes things a bit. <laughs> yeah, the opposing team starting quarterback goes out, but yeah, yeah, last Miami it was two twenty-seven yards for touchdowns. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I'll take that every week. <laughs> yeah, I I'm starting Brady the rest of the season mm-hmm. most likely. Does have a really tough matchup in Pittsburgh uh, week fifteen, but you know what? I'm that's a game where he has to play lights out to win. Yeah, that's why I'm not um, so worried. So you're going to start him there, too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a keep-it-going guy. Um, yeah, don't bench Brady. <laughs> you will regret. Yeah, and then two other guys, uh, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, and then Matthew Stafford, the two the two Matties. Um, mm-hmm. There's one I'm a lot more worried about than the other. Uh, Matt Stafford, uh, you're, you're, less, you're less worried than I am, but... Caldwell came out and was talking about like how the injury is not as insignificant as we all may have thought, which um, 
I, I assume he'll play. Um, his effectiveness is yet to be determined. Um, he's, I mean, he's played through injury just fine before. But it is, you know, it is a throwing hand. Tampa mm-hmm. is bad. But I think this could be a kind of game where um, it's the, the Lions might use their running game a lot here. Who knows? Um, oh, God. Tampa is pretty bad just in, in general. <laughs> and when you're a yeah. bad team, you can do whatever. But... Well, yeah, so he has a hand contusion, which basically means somebody crushed the shit out of his hand. Um, if you saw the play, it was pretty pretty much like that. Um, so I, I can just say, like, as someone who had a hand contusion before, the only thing that really sucks is usually your hand is all right, but it swells. It gets filled with a lot of blood, especially if you get hit in the fingers there. You'll get what's called a, a sub-ungle, sub-ungle, ah, sub-ungle hematoma. Uh, and that's where you basically just get a pool of blood collecting in there and it swells and it's really painful. So my thing on this is that he's probably going to get uh, some cortisone shots and whatnot, keep the swelling down, and he should be okay as long as there was nothing broken or anything. So I think Stafford will be fine. He's played through injury before. And uh, Caldwell doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot head coach. <laughs> You're not a fan of Caldwell at all. No, but... no not at all. <laughs> Yeah, let's look at the rest of Stafford's schedule. But so Matt Ryan this week, um, he's got the he's got the Saints twice, and then the Bucks once. So, I mean, the Saints do get Lattimore back, probably get Lattimore back. Those games tend to be shootouts, was the thing. Just because, like, I think the Falcons will be able to keep pace with the Saints in both games. So I'm not too worried about Ryan, um, especially at home. He loves playing at home and in that dome. So I like I like Ryan a lot this week actually. Yeah, he said all just fine. Yeah, he's got two dumb games and then um, is the Tampa one home or away? I'll check on that. That whole division is so local that even home and away isn't as big of a difference for them. Yeah, so it's um yeah it's at Tampa, but I mean Tampa's not bad weather by any means. So right, it's not like you got to go up to Seattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I think Ryan's probably pretty fine rest of the year. Not a whole lot of guys I'd put in his place. He's all, he's got a really safe floor too, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like him, him and Breeze both have a safe floor. The upside might be a little limited week to week. But... He's gonna hit Julio for one. You know, he's, he's good for at least a touchdown every game. Yeah, like if you or, need, I mean, not necessarily Julio, but you know what I mean. You no, know, if you need like sixteen to twenty points, like Ryan's a really safe bet for that. <laughs> right. And then Stafford. I, I know his matchup's really good, but like I would rather pick up and play Jameis Winston than I would Stafford this week because like I mean they're playing each other. Both teams are bad on defense. I don't. What, what do you think? I would this? too. I would actually. Oh, yeah. I would rather start Jameis Winston than Matthew Stafford this week, personally. Yeah. So he's got he's got Chicago at home week fifteen, Cincinnati um, in Cincinnati week sixteen. So like pretty average matchups. Um, I mean, they don't have much of a run game, so. Eh. Maybe yeah, Tion Green's the guy. <laughs> Maybe Tion Green's the guy. Maybe. And then, um, some running backs. Um, I think we probably talked about quarterbacks enough. Um, Jordan Howard um, is a guy who let you down in a great matchup. But I'm just here to reassure you that the Bears ran, like, what, 34 plays or something? That was, like, <laughs> it was an anomaly. Um I mean, he got the ball on 14 of those 34 plays. So that's kind of reassuring. But, um, yeah, I mean, between the special teams touchdown and just Chicago running a slow pace usually, um, and San Francisco had the ball forever too, which was kind of weird to see. It was, I mean, it was a field goal game. 
I <laughs> Jordan Howard's tough for me because I have him in the league, so I'm kind of like I don't try not to be biased. But at Cincinnati, then at Detroit, then home against Cleveland, those are all fine matchups. And I mean, no, we're like, oh, um, he had a good matchup this past week, but I. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it gets worse. I think it gets better before it gets even. Or it stays the same. I. I'm trusting Jordan Howard personally. I'm like a little divided on it myself. Because um, what are they playing for, and what is John Fox playing for? He's probably fired at the end of the year mm-hmm. anyway. He's Mozilla Firefox at this point. Like fire him. Um, Jordan I, Howard. When I saw that picture, of that sign, I lost it. Right. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> um. Against Cincy, like, I don't know what they're playing for a whole lot other than, like, the pride of winning, which to them is, like, mad. But against Detroit, you got a divisional matchup. They don't like Detroit. I could see him doing well there. So I like him against Detroit. No, I don't know about the rest of the year because I, I don't think they're going to win uh, a game from here on out. Mm. Maybe, maybe Cleveland. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <clears throat> That's Cleveland's chance. Um, that one's in Chicago, too. Um we also got another guy who's been disappointing lately, uh, Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're in a pretty similar boat on if so – I, I, we don't blame anyone for not wanting to start him. I mean, I could even see if I have good options that I think are going to do better this week, sitting him again and wait until he – like, wait until he actually gets back to what he was doing earlier. But he's got pretty good matchups the rest of the way. So this, this could – this is – Possibly the week where he gets back on track. Yeah, I mean, he's got the Oakland, the Chargers, and Miami. We know the only way, as you mentioned earlier, to beat the Chargers is to run on them. And if the Chiefs want to have any hope of winning this division, they have to beat the Chargers that week. Mm-hmm. So I like Hunt. I like Hunt moving forward a lot, actually, especially this week. Yeah. It's... With that new offensive play calling, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough if, if Hunt's been, like, bringing you down. I. I would understand not wanting to play him. Like I said, if if you've got if you've got like Collins or something, and you were like, I trust Collins a lot more than Hunt just based on recent workload, recent performance. Like I don't I don't blame you for that. But I don't, it's it's kind of tough. It's I guess it depends on your situation and what you need from them. But it's hard to believe he's still the number five running back. Yeah, like and he hasn't scored a touchdown in forever. Um, it's like. How many, like 11 weeks? Or, it's not, I don't know if it's 11, but. But it's been a while, yeah. Too, way, nine, way too many. To, nine oh, weeks. Dang. Yeah. This is the week. <laughs> could be, could be. Um, so, um, I mean, another running back. I mean, I, on Duds, we just wrote Broncos in general. Um, CJ Anderson was remotely serviceable a little bit, but you probably benched him and dropped him already. Um, but right. all the Broncos are duds this week, which <laughs> against Miami was surprising. Um, I mean, the two safeties in the pick six they gave up. <laughs> he thought like maybe they'd get a little bit more. And can you trust your Broncos at all from here on out? Ma- mainly Demarius <laughs> and Sanders. Those would be the only Broncos you're probably relying on, I'd imagine. I'm trying to stay away from them as far as possible. Like I don't want any Broncos on my team. Well, here's the, here's here's my only. I would probably be on board with that, but, but. he's got the Jets. That one's <laughs> in Denver, as we know. Um, then he's got at Indy and at Washington, um, which the Jets are bad against receivers. True. In- Indy's just bad. Um, <laughs> Washington's on the decline. Like Those are all 
plus matchup, especially the Jets this week. Like this is a lot of like a lot of people. This is the first week of their playoffs, and um, so playoffs. But um, playoffs. I mean, he are got, you kidding me? He did get ten targets last week. Like <laughs> he did. I mean, they both had a ton. I think Sanders had seven. Yeah, over the last six weeks, his lowest target count is eight. <laughs> I mean, they're going to him a lot, and that's one of the things where if like the volume's there, it's hard to not go after. I mean. I don't think there's anyone on the Jets that can really stop him. Well, here's the thing. Who on the Dolphins is like a great secondary piece, you know? Um, so if he's getting 10 targets against the Dolphins, why is he only getting two catches? Simeon. <laughs> Simeon. And that's not going to change this week. Um, so I, th- I think Demarius bounces back this week. I definitely do. But there is a problem between the quarterback and the wide receiver mm-hmm. there. And that's going to hurt his value. Yeah. Like I, I'm stuck between like, Oh, Marquise Lee or Demarius Thomas or like another league, um, like Robbie Anderson or Demarius Thomas. It's like, it's, it's tough. Cause he's this guy that is really talented and you probably drafted kind of high. And you're looking at these guys who were right on right uh, late round flyers that you maybe start over him. Yeah. I think personally in that scenario, I would start Marquise Lee over Demarius Thomas, but I would possibly start Demarius Thomas over Robbie Anderson. Yeah, it's it's a tough like bundle there, but it's it's one of those things where like people say, oh, start your studs, but I mean Demarius hasn't necessarily been a stud stud this season. In PPR, he's been pretty good just because he's getting so many balls thrown to him that even if they're not high value targets, if he catches some of them, that'll it'll help. But <laughs> like, what is it? Week twelve, it was five for eighteen. <laughs> that's that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. That's rough. And the, the touch, the touchdowns were there with Brock actually, which was kind of funny. But with Simeon, they're not. It was Simeon Lynch. They're not there anymore, which I found really in, intriguing. The fact that Brock Eisweiler kept Demarius relevant, and the other two quarterbacks aren't. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I'm pretty hesitant. What's uh, Demarius's schedule? Yeah, it's it's, it's Jets, then Colts, then Redskins. Okay, so yeah, it's that's why I'm torn. He's the ball's going to him a lot, and he's got easy matchups. <clears throat> uh, man, I especially this week, like the matchup is good, and there's a lot of odds are you don't have someone who's of close talent level with a better matchup. Yeah. So like you're, I okay, I, I don't I don't feel too bad about playing him either. Like even I mean even with bad quarterback played the whole year, he's he's produced to some degree. I I am okay with playing Demarius Thomas currently just because I I don't think getting 10 targets is going to result in 2 for 27 each week regardless yeah. of who's the ball. I, I mean, mean if, and the Dolphins can like put stuff together on defense. So mm-hmm. they're just really inconsistent, so it's hard to tell like I just really I don't I just don't like the Simeon uh Simeon scenario. He's just <laughs> not great. I, I, I feel you there. It's it's a tough one. Um, another tough one is Diggs, who um, between injuries and then Keenum going to Thielen more, um, I don't know if I can trust Diggs at all. It's it's weird to say that. Yeah, he's just like Thielen's just been stealing the show lately. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me means maybe they'll it'll revert and he'll start getting some attention pretty soon, just to change some game plans up. But like it's hard to trust him right now. Yeah, he's pretty much getting five or six targets a game, and 
Carolina, Cincy, Green Bay. I mean, none, none of those are scary, really. But no. like, it's <laughs> it's it's killing me because I know I know he's so good, but he's just not really been reliable. Well, he can burn mm-hmm. burn all of those defenses. Carolina, I think you mentioned um, their secondary has been uh, not great the past few weeks. The Jets exploited them. The Saints exploited them. The mm-hmm. Dolphins even got some points on them. So. Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think he's a wide receiver three, like for me at this point. Well, it's the problem is that he's so boomer bust. Yeah. Like he's not going to get like a WR3 numbers, but he's either going to get like Garbo or like 20 points. Yeah. That's, 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 he's a, he's a boomer bust wide receiver three option where it's right. the splitting the difference will get you to wide receiver three production. Mm-hmm. Which after how he started the year is really disappointing. <laughs> but yeah. That happens. So you have to detach yourself from. A lot of times you'll look at what happened early in the season, a la Kareem Hunt uh, or Stephon <laughs> Diggs here, and you know the name value they accrue, and what the potential you see in them, and you have to be realistic with yourself. You can't assume coaches will be irrational, and you can't. You can't. I mean, you can't really assume that. Oh, it'll. This will just happen. It happened once. It'll happen again. I mean, like Kareem Hunt's week one was probably the best fantasy performance of his career that he'll ever have. Like. I mean, just because it was that huge, but <laughs> yeah, not like to, no, no, I'm not like putting, I'm not trying to put him down, but like, that's hard to achieve just in general, that many points for a running back. But, um, right. I, I know we're saying Kareem Hunt will bounce back, but like, you, you can't just like rely no, on everything. That's a gut call. That's not a, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it is a gut feeling for both of us. And with Diggs, he's getting five or six targets a week lately. So, I mean, that's not terrible. And if you think, you know, Carolina is going to be weak, or Cincinnati or Green Bay is going to be, especially Green Bay, um, especially if Aaron Rodgers is back that week, it'll be probably a shootout. Well, maybe not a shootout, but some some points will be had. But anyway, I, it's it's tough to bench Diggs because you know he's really good and on a good team, but it hasn't been there lately. That's the issue. I, I can see a bounce back this week for him. I got, personally, I can see it. Like I said, for me, he's kind of wide receiver three, a little upper upper end wide receiver three for me, uh, maybe lower two depending on what I've got. But there's there's been a lot of guys come up and a lot of week to week options that are possibly better. Mm-hmm. Um, so also we've got the Packers receivers. I don't want to even even if my dad is at this point, I don't want to touch any of them just because I don't. The Packers have some two good rookie running backs now that they realize they can just run the whole time and the matchups are pretty decent the rest of the year like it's for four running backs um actually never mind they aren't duh, what was i thinking the the carolina and uh minnesota uh, matchups are tougher running backs but it okay if rogers comes back this all changes obviously i mean yeah stash him on the bench for if he comes back which he might yeah because devonda adams is the only remotely playable one right now while hundley's in and even then um we saw last yeah. week you can't fully rely on him um but like I said, Jordy, you can't, Jordy can't play. Cobb has probably been dropped at this point. But like I said, for Jordy, if Rodgers comes back, he has inst- instant uh, wide receiver one upside there um, and instant value. But if Rodgers is gone, I don't want any of them at all. Maybe Devontae in a PPR league. That's about it. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm just I'm hesitant uh, starting him. Uh, the Browns are fairly good on defense, too. And I feel like they're just going to keep running and let Hunley run, let Jamal Williams run, mm-hmm. and then get the occasional throw, maybe to Cobb or something. But I don't see a whole lot of 
domination from one receiver uh, in particular. Like maybe Cobb gets the red zone touchdown. Mm-hmm. Maybe Adams gets a few more catches and some yardage. But they've been pretty quiet, so I'm keeping them on the bench until uh, Rodgers makes his return. Yeah, I think that Steelers game was more of an anomaly than the norm. I mean, all of his other games have been pretty average. And he had one really good game, and we just kind of throw that one out. A lot of broken plays on that one, too. There were so many broken plays. That game was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Steelers gosh. almost lost. Oh, man, yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, so two other receivers that um, are amazing but had rough weeks, uh, Cooks and Evans. For Cooks, I, know we, I think we've discussed this some, too. He kind of goes as Brady goes. Like, if Brady needs to throw, Cooks will get the ball. Brady didn't need to throw this game. Cooks didn't get the ball. I mean, it, there's only so many mouse. There's only so many mouse you can feed in one game. So this will happen with Cooks every so often. But I am not worried remotely about him in the playoffs. I'm still playing him. I'm locking him in. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was more game plan. I I definitely expect Cooks to bounce back and do well. And uh, Evans as well. Now that we have Jameis back and Jameis, Jameis is looking to maybe get rid of some of the haters out there on him who are kind of down on him. I think Jameis personally is a pretty good quarterback. Um, yeah, got I mean, great. You've got Evans. I think they're both going to do well. Yeah, he had a pretty typical Jameis Winston game where he made a lot of great plays and some boneheaded ones, but that's that's what he'll do. Um, right. <laughs> he's got he's got Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina. Um, with Detroit, I don't Darius Slay hasn't really been shadow covering much this season, so I think he'll be fine there. And he's way bigger. And then um, right. He's got the physical matchup. Yeah, Atlanta's a home game. Um, and then he's got at Carolina. I mean, Mike Evans is a guy that you don't, you're don't you not really concerned about the schedule much with him just because he is so good and usually gets a ton of targets. Um, I, 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 you're pro, I, I'm locking him in. There's not like the upside he brings and honestly the, the safe floor he brings too usually. Um, I mean, last week was a, a really rough week for him. Um, but like he's usually getting five to seven receptions every single game on somewhere around like eight to 10 targets. And that's, that's going to provide a state four regardless. And he's good enough that he's got the upside. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I, yeah. I like both of them. They had bad weeks, but don't worry too much. Uh, keep them in your lineup. Yeah. And then, so on to some tight ends, um, the, t- the tight end landscape is weird this week or this year in general. Um, ASJ, it was a dud this week, but I know you and I are both pretty confident in a bounce back this week. Yeah, think of all the players that the Jets could go to this week. I think the one to expect most from will be ASJ. I think he'll get a red zone look. Well, not one red zone look, but I think he'll get a touchdown or a couple red zone looks. And think, I think he'll be think good for stand? a couple yardage. Do you think the touchdown will stand this time? <laughs> yeah, because that's the real question. <laughs> will it actually count? <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad for him. That's that's two now on the season that he's Perhaps been thrown out of. <laughs> One simple trick, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's a guy that I think um definitely will bounce back this week. Um, let's see, let me see. He's got rest of the season. I I've looked at like all of these schedules a bunch of times, but I, I still keep forgetting it. He's got and he's got uh, New Orleans and the Chargers, which g- generally tougher matchups. But um, this week you definitely play him. But after that. You probably kind of balance it with who else you have, but they—I mean, he's—he's he's really good, and they look—they look his way enough that you can probably keep playing him. But I mean, if you've got—if you've got him and Brait, um, that's kind of where you have to look at, you know, matchup based or um, 
who you're more confident in in, in general? Because Brait, I mean, you said, well, Winston is in, Brait is a huge target that he loves to go to, and he's got Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina, which is another that's really scary me much as far as tight end matchups go. But he he's kind of that fringe starter for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's more of like a streamer if you need someone this week. Maybe you have an injury or a suspension of a player. <laughs> <laughs> cough, Garonk, cough. Yeah, and then idiot. <laughs> yeah, two other guys that I don't want to rely on the rest of the way are um, Jared Cook and um, Vernon Davis. I know Jordan or sorry Jordan Reed's out again, but it's, he's had some down weeks even with Reed out, and then. Cook's so up and down that it's Ugh. last week he was in the perfect spot and he so they like, get a terrible team like uh, that's bad against tight ends. They don't have Janoris Jenkins. They don't have Michael Crabtree and Cooper to throw to. So what mm-hmm. does he do? He gets one catch. Yeah, one catch. The last uh, last three weeks since the bye, fifteen targets, four catches. Good lord. Yeah, it's. It's not really clicking, and I don't want to rely on him in my fantasy playoffs for it to click. It's, it's way too inconsistent. Even if he does have a great game, like what? What's the chances of calling it at this point? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of been his career in general. And then you know, <laughs> Vernon Davis for Washington's. Like you've gone on about this too. Washington has so many life problems that it's. Yeah, I don't want to trust him either. He just has to block too much. Yeah, That's the big, like there's a line is so dilapidated. It's a block the edge every time and he can't get an opportunity to even catch the ball yes yeah, yeah, washington's uh, going a bad direction <laughs> yeah um speaking of teams going bad directions uh the colts and jack doyle <laughs> but i i'm actually pretty okay with jack doyle um the rest of the way buffalo denver and baltimore um baltimore is a lone weak spot remotely um at least early in the season was against tight end, not so much anymore, just because they've kind of picked up their offense a bit and it's helped. But like, who else are they gonna go to? Like, <laughs> Ty Hill. Uh, uh, nah. right. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Jack Doyle has only been below five targets once this whole season. <laughs> like, that is pretty impressive. And for a I tight mean, end, likes him. yeah, for a tight end, that's what you're looking for. And there are games where sometimes I'll just pepper him with targets. He's had eleven and fourteen and nine and eight a couple times. Like, what with a tight end, you kind of you just want you you're usually wanting a lot of looks if you don't have a stud, and that's what Doyle will get you. That's I, that's why I uh, I'm okay with Doyle the rest of the way if you like if the if the streaming options are exhausted. Yeah, I am too. I like Doyle personally. Brissett uh, likes him. I like Brissett. Their offense isn't like horrible with Brissett back mm-hmm. there. They tr- they really do like they try their hardest. And- they're trying out there. Yeah, they're uh, they're doing what they can. The Colts are just they're bad. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> Did you try squaring your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So yeah, go with Jack Doyle if you need somebody, especially. He's on you know, the tight end position so shallow this year. Like you can't really afford to go for somebody else unless you really think you need someone yeah like, it's not an inspiring choice but it's a it's a safe choice if that's you know if that's what you're wanting i mean, look what Grant just did to yeah. buffalo last week so yeah, he was tearing him up so Doyle, doyle's a big guy too um obviously not as good as Gronk by any means but 
Like he can. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, not yeah. even. <laughs> yeah. Similar type of mold though. Like big, big dude, six six two sixty. Like Buffalo will struggle with him in general. But is he Fiesta? <laughs> Yo, soy Fiesta. <laughs> he is party. Do you have anything to say to the to the uh, fans of Mexico? Yo, soy Fiesta. Oh man, Gronk is something. <laughs> National treasure. Good lord. Uh, after this week, uh, is a little uh, bit right. Man, he, he he lost his cool. I mean, should have taken it out on a uh, Davis, but he was getting held into oblivion. So I, I mean, I, I understand his frustration. Right, like we understand why I was mad. You just can't, you know, pile drive somebody. <laughs> not pile drive. That's not the right word. WWE elbow drop. Yeah, like, <laughs> out of bounds after the player right at his head. He's concussed. Like, it's pretty bad. The fact that he only got one game is, is unbelievable. I <laughs> Yeah, did, he didn't get ejected, did he? I don't think so. I just, I know we've got, I've, I know we've talked about this with our other friends in our in our league, but the fact that he and Juju got the same suspension just blows my mind. I can't right. wrap my head around that. It's bad. It's bad. NFL inconsistencies. Yeah, and Goodell gets it a contract extension because of it. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck it, L. Anyway, um, so onto the part that's uh, special for this uh, bit. We're gonna talk about some guys that, if you're a playoff team, there's a good chance you you have them because they've helped you at some point in the season, or um, they're good good name, but they haven't been performing how you've hoped, or maybe they have a tough playoff schedule. There, there's doubt, there's doubt in your mind about starting them. So we're gonna go through a couple of guys. Um, Breeze is the one I want to bring up first. Just because sure. he's obviously got the name value. He's got the pedigree for it. Um, just he hasn't been needed as much this season. He's been lights out still. Like he's he's been playing uber efficiently. It's right. Like his, his, I think he's like, I think he's on pace to break completion percentage record that Sammy Biscuits set last year. Like, and he's clearly way better than Sam Bradford is. Um, he's got Atlanta, the Jets, and Atlanta. All matchups where I think he can do well. Um, this is a Thursday night game, so the offense is usually lower in that case. So I could, I could see you know starting someone else over him if I need more upside. Like he's he's always a safe floor, but the upside isn't there anymore week to week. I don't think. I mean, the thing about Breeze is that they just haven't needed him to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but against these divisional games. I'm locking Breeze in personally. I mean, if he wants to beat Atlanta and take the division, that he's got to throw. Um, And he loves playing at home. So he's got one against Atlanta left at home, and that's the last week, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But he he also loves playing in a dome, which we get with both the Falcons and and the Saints home stadium. Yeah, so all all indoor games, yeah. That is nice. He's got the Jets. He's got the Falcons twice. I'm personally like, I couldn't sit Breeze myself. If Breeze did well and I had him sat on my bench, I'd be really, really upset. So, like, my personal opinion would be to just keep Breeze in for the rest of the year, even though you might get the game where they just run it and he only has to complete 17 of 20 passes but he does it doesn't get it doesn't translate to huge fantasy value yeah like he's 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 got the safe floor of like the 15 to 18 mm-hmm. and if that's what you need then like lock him in uh, and 
there there is still that upside of a big game. It's just not as prevalent as it was anymore. Like his he's had more he's had some two touchdown games. His, he's only had one game with three touchdown or more, which is atypical of of Breeze. So maybe you think, oh, there's going to be some regression. Um, well, you know, it could be. Um, but if if you need like someone to blow up for you, I think you'd have to look a different direction. Um, like I said, I've talked about Winston a lot, but Winston like has he Winston has more upside than Breeze, I think, which is weird to say. Like especially given the schedule, though, I think um, like. I would I like if I would be fine like just holding both of them and seeing what I need each week and going off of that. Yeah, I can see that. But um I did say earlier in the year Breeze tends to sort of turn it up in the games where he needs to. Yeah, and um, they need to win these next like to probably win these next three games just for like seeding and I mean there's the rest of the divisions on their tail, so Right. I mean that is one tough division. Yeah, so like it's going to be competitive. It's funny. Usually, like only one, maybe two teams are good or decent in that division. But like, there's three really good teams now, and then right. the Bucks. And, but <laughs> and then the Bucks, which people thought were going to be this. I remember when people projected yeah. them to like be the All Star team this year, and we're like, why? Their defense has been bad. Their de- yeah, they didn't do anything to their defense mm-hmm. to like suggest that they would do any better. Their offense had all the players. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the best quarterback division in football for sure. Um, yeah, so Breeze isn't like the insta start, but like it's 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 tough to feel better about a different option. I guess I would say. But yeah, if, if, if Ingram if is can. out this week, though, that would change things. But I, I think Ingram will still play. But I th- yeah, and then um, I don't think he'll sit out. Nah. Um, another guy. So a uh, final thing on Breeze is super safe. Um, t- it feels tough to sit him, um, especially if you just need like if if you think you're the over like if you think the favorite he's a pretty good option too. But if you want that upside, someone like Winston or maybe even Rivers or um, just teams that um, don't have as much of a reliable run game. Well, I should mean the Chargers have kind of reliable run game, but either players that are hot or don't have a reliable run game. Um, can maybe give you a better upside than Breeze offers, which sounds sounds so weird to say, saying Breeze doesn't have a huge upside. Um, speaking of an upside guy, Russell Wilson. So you kind of gave your take on him. Do you want to add a little more? Um, I don't think there's – I personally can't see a scenario where I'd sit Russell Wilson, even against Jacksonville this week. He's uh, He is the offense. For him to have a poor game, the offense has to – has to be completely stifled such that they don't score points because if they score points, it's because of Russell Wilson and even like, it's a long, it's a long game and even great defenses are going to give up at least one or two to him at the end of the day. And he's just been lights out. Um, he's by, I think he's the best fantasy quarterback this year. And I, I can't, I can't sit him if I own him. Uh, personally, the, uh, this is the one game right here that you might be a little worried about. And it's on the road. It's in Jacksonville. So I can understand that. If you can possibly get a stream option, then go for it. But this is the only one where I'm not locking him in. Yeah, I could. It is tough. Like in one of my leagues, I it's a smaller league and people stay away from quarterbacks like a lot for some reason. 
I ended up with Brady and Wilson because I got Wilson super late. So I'm obviously playing Brady there. It's duh. I'm yeah. doing a matchup. But after that, like, it, like if you ended up having Carson once, or I guess this week Alex Smith too, then I could see like either of them um, going over him. Um, hmm. Like, would you play Russell Wilson over Jameis Winston or no? That's that's about my line of where I'm at. Okay. I know James Wilson, like, overall in the year hasn't had, like, a ton of points, but it's, he's also been out. But, like, he's he's good. He passes a, a lot. The team definitely needs him. Um, he's got, like, a lot of that upside, too. Man, yeah, that's 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 about where I'm at. Kind of James Winston uh, level of is the guy where I'd look for. I. I think I think Wilson's really boomer bust this week is the big issue for me, mm-hmm. just because I don't I don't see a middle ground result making sense. I mean, what about you? I think uh, he will still do well. Personally, I think he still gets like eighteen points. To be honest, because I think he throws a touchdown to Graham. I think he probably runs a touchdown in, and he's probably going to get at least two to three hundred p- passing yards, possibly an interception by Ramsey or someone, you know. Yeah. So he's still uh, going to do pretty well. The the biggest issue for me is, um, I think the the Jags have not allowed better than the QB eighteen finish at home all all season long, which is <laughs> which is rough. That's that's a tough thing. I think I think Philip Rivers was the best one against them. Um, I'll try to find where I found that stat earlier. Um, but I mean, it's it's a bad matchup. So like, obviously, like if if you if you don't play him and he goes off, you're gonna feel stupid. But th- I feel like the chances of that happening are kind of are kind of low. I mean, if you're thinking about sitting him, it's only because you have a sort of decent option. Like if you have like, I don't see a scenario in which you lose because you started Winston over Wilson. I mean, obviously, maybe you miss, lose by a few points, but that won't be the like the main reason you lose your week. I don't think there's a scenario in which Wilson outscores Jameis Winston by like a lot of points. Yeah, and me neither. Um, I will say though, what quarterbacks have the Jags played this year um, that are good? Yeah, so they they've played. Yeah, so the, their their list of home is Brissett, which nothing. Um, Philip Rivers, he had he was the best finish against them. Uh, he was QB 18. Um, they've had Dalton and Flacco, which meh. Um, Marcus Mariota is an okay quarterback right now. They had Jared, they had Jared Goff too, which who they dominated. Um, which I, so it is a bit misleading. But Philip Rivers is like really good this year, and so was Goff. So um, I mean, they and Mariota's like similar mobile quarterback too. Um, but like, it's such a good defense is the thing and I, I think they match up decently with uh with seattle too see wilson's projected 16.8 and i think that is pretty much a like on the money like where he's gonna end up between 16 to 19 points yeah i i could see that so like looking at him and james winston i, I think the chances that wilson way outscores winston are a lot lower than the chances winston way outscores wilson so yeah, I mean, Winston, Winston could have a huge game this week against Detroit. We, mm-hmm. We're not sure. Yeah, so it'll be a dud. 
we've seen it before. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, Russ could also dud against Jacksonville this week. It's def- it's a lot less likely. Cause... I, I can't see Wilson dudding though. It's yeah, be- and the only reason why is like he is their team. He is the team. They don't have a run game to fall back on. So like he has to just throw it. Yeah, he's he's been a part of twenty nine of their thirty offensive touchdowns. The one he wasn't a part of was the JD McKissick run. <laughs> Good lord. So I mean. Would you, would you go Wilson over over Winston or? I would go Wilson over Winston. I would go see. I would put Brady Smith and Wentz over him this week at least. Um, I'd probably go Rivers over him. Breeze is pretty close for me. Um, let's see, Newton. I would probably still go Wilson because Newton has a tough matchup too. Um, let's see. Keenum, uh, nah, it's, see, it's kind of tough. Matt Ryan, I would maybe go. Um, po- I'd possibly go Goff or Winston or Ryan over him, um, mm-hmm. just based on like just this the way better matchup. Um, I'll see. His upside is just not there. Yeah, I don't think there's as much of the upside this week, and I don't. It's it's hard to envision him getting a lot more than twenty fantasy points for you, which is decent, but. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's really good. Especially, I mean, it's not gonna you're not gonna lose your league because your quarterback got twenty points. Yeah, um, he he does have the rushing floor. I mean, it's it's hard. It's I don't I don't see him getting much below twelve or anything like that. But I think it's possible he gets you just like fourteen too. Um, I think I would. Go, I think I would go Goff over Winston this week. Um, I don't really? think I don't think Philly's past defense is as scary as everyone likes to make it out to be. Um, oh, we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the weak point of their defense is the secondary. Yeah, and it's it's in it's in Los Angeles, and the Philly, Philly hasn't made had been a good opponents. Um, I'd I'd say I have Wilson. What that would make him probably like probably right around that uh, QB ten area, like just fringe starter kind okay. of for me. Um, yeah, I know we spent a lot of time on this, but this is definitely something a lot of people are looking at. So I yeah, think it's worth sure. mulling over a good amount. Um, so on to some other one quarterback versus the number one quarterback defense. Yeah, yeah but by a lot, by a right. whole whole lot. <laughs> like on um, on the year, it's it's um, yeah, pretty significant. They're just definitely the the best. <laughs> it's I think the best fantasy performance again that was Blaine Gabbert, which is really weird, but. Yeah. The tight end, Jay yes. Graham, he's gonna Some, do it. Yeah, sometimes they play down to competition. But anyway, um, so Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins are the other two to uh, talk about. Um, Dak, just because lately they've been struggling a lot, and he was sort of okay last week, but only a hundred and two yards. His last four games, he's, he's thrown under two hundred. Um, five of his last six have been under two hundred. Um, the rushing possibilities there. 28 rushing yards last week kind of helped him out a bit and he, he can get you that rushing touchdown but like i don't they're gonna run like the giants and oakland i feel like it's gonna be like a rush a rush fest like like fall fall rush is here for the cowboys fraternity and they're gonna <laughs> rush out for morris all day i think uh but we also think dak is gonna put the team on his back a little bit. And I know you like Dez this week. So I personally, I like Dak. Uh, this yeah. Week. I, I think against, I like, I think his weeks of getting 
negative points and three points are probably passed just because they've got that run game reestablished. I don't with with I know saying oh Zeke's gone this is that I don't know if the weekly upsides there I I would be okay with playing Dak the rest of the year just because you know Giants Oakland Seattle but I'm not I'm not thrilled about it I definitely have I would definitely play once and ever Dak for sure the rest of the way um, even even Newton um been tough matchups tough this week but after that it gets really easy I would play Newton over him each week um. What about Goff? Who's Goff got? Yeah, I'd probably play Goff each week over him. Rivers. Um, Keenum might even look at is is the weird part. Like, I know Dak's like a good player, and the Cowboys have the potential to be pretty solid. But I don't, I don't want to risk that in the fantasy playoffs or if it's the week before. Because he had the good game against Kansas City, then Atlanta was thirteen, then he had that negative point game, then he had three, then he had seventeen last week. Like. In the last several weeks, it's been it's been rough. That Washington game week eight was kind of the starter of it, and then he bounced back week nine. But he's had one good game and one decent game the last six weeks. So, right, I, I, if I have a better option, I'm looking at it definitely. Um, this week, so this week against the Giants isn't terrible, but mm, I don't know, like. It's, I know it sounds weird, but I feel like someone like Blake Bortles, who has Houston and San Fran in 15 and 16, and if Dak, strugg- if Dak struggles again this week, like I could see a world in which starting Bortles over Dak makes sense, which sounds crazy. So I know I've been it's going insane. on. I know I've been going on a while with this one, but it's. I know Bortles has been playing pretty well lately. I mean, it's been a minute. It's not great teams, but he's got not great teams most of the way too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this week I'm starting Dak, but next week it wouldn't hurt. Like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, if you can get Bortles now, then you have him for the next two. I, I personally think Dak will be fine this week. I just don't see the Giants secondary, like, being good. <laughs> Especially with Janoris Jenkins out. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are, you know, bad. I say that a lot. I'd be like, oh, this team is bad. <laughs> but it's worth noting. I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely going to be a good win week, I feel like. And this yes. this is probably not going to be, like, a bad deck week. His floors are a lot higher this week, so if you need to play him, you don't have any good options to do it. But... I wouldn't feel super comfortable doing it. Would you start? So, would you start Bortles over Dak this week? This week, no. Okay. Because I know Seattle's really banged up, but I don't want to start either of them this week. Like, I would Winston over both of them this week, and Winston might be out there. Like, I'm not confident in either of these guys to either start off my playoffs or get me into the playoffs this week if that's the case. So I think I would go Dak over Bortles this week, but the other two weeks I don't it's it's very close. Okay. Well actually week week sixteen maybe not. They both have all Seattle and, and Dallas week sixteen. And then with the San Fran game I see I feel like it'll be a four net game, but 
that's enough about that. Um, on to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Cousins has had a pretty rough, well, pretty rough week, and uh, I don't know. I don't like his matchup at all this week, so I'm not starting him mm-hmm. against the Chargers. And Denver could be a good matchup. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, I don't really know if like what to expect out of Denver, given how they've been recently versus how they used to be. Yeah, it's funny because Cousins and Newton are pretty much the exact same on the year, which is really funny. Um, on our scoring, Cousins is like just above him, but in different scoring, Newton may be slightly above him just because the passing direction may be different. But mm-hmm. um, he, he's been pretty reliable most of the year, barring one or two games. And even his lower games have been serviceable. Yeah, this week I don't want to touch him against the Chargers. The next two games after that home, Arizona, Denver, so not bad, but not like amazing. If the team has a pass rush, I'm going to sit him. <laughs> That's basically yeah. like. Uh, yeah, so Washington's offenses. definitely trending downwards. And it's kind of one of those things where even if the matchup's good, you have, you have to look at the offensive line, the state of the offensive line, because the, the start your studs thing only goes so far. It, it helps when the team's good. And like the player has a long pedigree, um, like Cousins is pretty low for me this week, and the rest of the season sort of too, just because I, I'm not confident in the Redskins. Neither of us are. Um, nope. I, I keep going back to Winston because he's kind of like the baseline of guys you could pick up and play, and like I trust Winston's baseline a lot. Um. His lowest full game was week one, where he got like 13 and a half points um, in our scoring, at least. Um, right. And then after that, every week's been 17 and a half or above. Um, which we, we do, ours is five points per return. So I guess it'd be 12.5 is his lowest, and 15 and a half is the next one um, if you do uh, four points for passing touchdowns. But like, it's a pretty good floor, and we all know he can, he can rush a little bit. He, he's not, he's not like, primary Russian quarterback as like a lot of people like like to think he is um but he he can move if he is mobile um he doesn't have any Russian touchdowns this year but there's always the possibility that he like because he he can extend a play so if he's near the goal and that could just be run in but most likely it's under Cameron Braid <laughs> yeah that's true and we uh, we have talked about how much we like Braid mm-hmm. but for me Cousins is pretty low this week um and I guess the rest, because I, I, okay, one of my leagues, I have him and Goff, and I'm probably starting Goff the rest of the way, just just flat out, um, especially if the matchups are a lot better, too. Like, Cousins is a guy I I don't trust the rest of the way with how Washington has been playing. I think that's a fair assumption. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, uh, it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually debating whether or not to drop Cousins in one league because I have other options at quarterback. There's always good quarterbacks to pick from, and he's – I don't know. Yeah, that if you're, if you're in a two-quarterback just... league, obviously it's different. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's The last game was rough to watch. So it wasn't all them. It was just the Redskins being bad, and that's, and that's the big thing that's got me. Right. Like, are they going to improve whatsoever? Mm-hmm. I don't no, – I'm not this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I doubt it. Um, who knows? They did go into Seattle and win. So. <laughs> and they did go into New Orleans and almost win. <laughs> yeah, should have won. That was funny. Those pesky Redskins. Um, that sounded a little racist. The pesky Washington team. They should, <laughs> they should change their name. Anyway, um, 
So some some running backs. Um, one we talked about a lot already is Jordan Howard. Um, it's I I think you keep starting him. I'm not uh, super sure about it. If you have Jordan Howard as your RB two, like say say you got like Kamara or someone late in their game, or um, like if say Jordan's not your number one option, or he's kind of like a committee option with like a couple other guys. Um, if you've got someone that you like better and is on a way better team, um, I'll say like Collins or Burkhead. I, those guys are all pretty even for me. That's about where I have Jordan Howard at this point. Because he's he's the running back 13 on the year in, um, in half-point PBR. So, I mean, good overall. But, man, three of those last four games have been just bad. And, like, the matchups are fine, too. That's what kills me. Yeah, I I think you and I are just a little divided on this. I don't love Howard the rest of the year except for his matchup against Detroit, and that's because it's I just don't think the Bears have a whole lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um they got a rookie quarterback they want to develop and John Fox is not a good coach and I don't know, other than a divisional rivalry game against Detroit, I don't I don't. I just don't like it. He had the easiest matchup in the world. Like he did. I'm not. I mean, you know, a little hyperbole. But oh no, it was the easiest matchup. I mean, barring like Buffalo, maybe. But like, yeah, the Niners suck against the run the last two years. Yeah, and they didn't even use him. So that's so inconsistent. That's just like maddening as a Jordan Howard owner to have to endure that. I'm sorry, anybody who had to is just in this. I don't know if I can trust him moving forward unless I have literally no other options, which running back is super thin. Um, but if I could, you know, swap them out for someone, maybe put a wide receiver in at flex and get a different running back. Like, yeah, probably can do that. Yeah, like or a tight end at a flex. <laughs> you know, a ton of good tight ends this week. Yeah. With matchups. We got Witten, Braid, like all of them. Even um, Steven Anderson and, and Joku. Like and Seals Jones, <laughs> yeah. Like there's, you can pick up and plug a tight end. Hunter Henry, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, Jordan Howard is right about the level of Burkhead or Collins, but the I don't think the upside's there. Like, the Jordan Howard is a lot more likely to get you like twelve or thirteen than he is to dud for you. At least I I, I say that and uh, looking at this a few weeks, but like, right. <laughs> Uh, Cincinnati and Detroit and Cleveland, like the run defense lately has been pretty meh. And that, but that's the issue is, I mean, okay, we expected a dud against Philly. That's, that's to be expected. Um, he was great against Detroit um, a couple weeks ago, but the Sanford game is what kills you. Like if you have a good player in a good matchup that doesn't produce, you have to think and look, okay, what happened? And it's 34 plays array. And that's what happened. And that's because well, the Bears had a special, like the special teams touchdown, and then they're the Bears. So, the oh, Bears. That's if it's. I'd say he's low end RB two at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, if, I wish I still had Rex Burkhead in our league because I'd probably play him over Howard at this point, which sounds weird. But oh, I would. I'd have put uh, Collins or Burkhead. Over Howard, I wouldn't put 
as we mentioned earlier, like Jamal Williams or something. I'll probably pull, I might put Kenyon Drake. Yeah, that's over. that's dead even for me, pretty much. Yeah, depending think, on if it's PPR, I'm actually going Drake. But if it's standard, right. I'm going Howard. Right. Um, half point. It's pretty even. Um, another guy who's in a pretty similar boat, uh, Demarco Murray. Um, who he's, I like him. I trust him a little more, just because I think his floor is a little better because Tennessee's a better team. He's. His floor is more around seven or eight than it is at three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good to get you like at least seven or eight points a game. It's just you, if you're in the playoffs, you need a little more than that. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a guy you can pair with someone. Like, okay, would, do you prefer him or Jordan Howard? I guess would be a good starting question. I prefer Murray, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I do a little bit. It's close for me, though, just because, I mean. He he does have San Francisco week fifteen, which is nice, and they're in Arizona. I imagine they'll probably try to use a healthy dose of him in Arizona um, against the Rams of week sixteen. I'm a little less excited about. Yeah, that's um, a bad matchup for him because yeah, they're they, most likely going to be losing from the start of the game. But <laughs> the way you beat the Rams is on the ground, um, for sure. It, the thing is, if if you can. I don't think the Titans can beat the Rams. I mean, I know that's weeks away, and that's a pretty bold prediction to make now, but the Titans are definitely better than the Titans, yeah. Yeah. So that Week 16 matchup is rough, but I'm still like, I would still prefer DeMarco Murray over Yeah, the the on paper matchups aren't bad. Obviously, games can change things, but with DeMarco Murray, he's kind of high end RB2, I would say. Um, He's a good RB2. Yeah. He gets his usage. He has to like they have to use him if they want to do anything with the ball because Mariota hasn't had like a great year. Yeah, I would say I would have a hard time. I have I would have him and Burkhead pretty much dead even at this point. I would say I, I like Burkhead a lot just because <laughs> like I don't I don't I know you guys hear me say Burkhead a lot, but I mean the last few weeks like the last pretty much the last four weeks except for the week eleven where he fumbled, um, like he's I think that's what it was maybe I don't know. Was it that? I'm trying to remember what week he fumbled in, if it was that or a different week. But anyway, through the, like, actually, for the last five weeks, he's been pretty heavily used. Um, like, in PPR, uh, uh, he's been 15 points or better for, like, for the last five weeks, which is nice. Like, and I he, think he's healthy, too, right? Yeah, he's healthy now. Last week, I mean, he got 12 rushes and a couple catches. Um, that's pretty great. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I, he... They, they use them a lot in the red zone, too. That's the big thing. If you have a Patriots option that's getting used in the red zone, the the potential of that is huge. And so that's why I'm high on Rex Burkhead. Like I said, Alex Collins is really good, too. But um, for me, DeMarco, yeah, DeMarco Murray is probably like mid-high RB2. Okay. And then, okay, Kareem Hunt. Um, I know I know you're kind of high on him. Let's, uh, let's hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Kareem Hunt. I just think that uh, I think they got a new offensive play caller, and I think the offense is a little bit rejuvenated. Now the defense is just like wh- what? Ha- I don't know <laughs> what happened to it. The Chiefs' defense was great. Um, injuries to Barry and Marcus Peters is now suspended. Will by the organization, not the league, just for a game. Um, that's going to hurt a little bit. It really is because if uh, they have nobody that can stop anyone passing then like hunt is gonna have to just be used in a passing game format mm-hmm. but i think with a new offense and this offense itself starting to get a little bit back on track i really like hunt to rebound 
in a strong way. I like him more than Murray, Howard, and I have him as a pretty strong RB2, possibly RB1. Yeah, I think his upside is... I, he's probably the highest like bounce back candidate. I, I do agree with that. I'm not quite as hot him as you are. Like mm-hmm. if I if I can sit him this week and wait, I would rather have him do all on my bench than um like basically I I would rather bench him the starting because if he does well on my bench, then I'm more confident playing him going forward. But like I don't if if I lost because I bench Cream Hunt, I would feel pretty bad. But the way it's been the last several weeks, you can't feel that bad. Like, well, I think I think the thing that's throwing people off is that last game he got like seven points, <clears throat> and um, the offense is rejuvenated. He still didn't do great, but I think that was just the game plan. Yeah, like I've said it before. That's how you Jets. beat the Jets. You, then we, right. we, we like you called that. I called that. We both talked about that. Right, like you beat the Jets with your tight end and throwing it vertical to Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> So I I think he actually did get back on track last week. I just don't think he was as part of a bigger part of the game plan because that's just what they went with all week. Yeah, I'm this gonna... week against the uh, against the Raiders at home, I really like Hunt. We'll talk about that a little more later too. Yeah, it's hard up to like him. He got let's see nine rushes for forty yards. But that nine rushes for forty yards is very is a very good average. It's just a before. He got yeah. five targets too, um, three receptions from the yards. So, the, I guess like I, the like percentage of involvement compared to the game plan was reassuring. Uh, it was it was a lot better than what we saw last week too. So right, he could That's definitely. Like, yes, like I I think he did get back on track. It just doesn't have the appearance that it did, and a lot of people are going to miss that and assume he's bad, and they're going to bench him this week. And don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Um. It's it's, I'm wrong, it's a I'm tough. Wrong. It's a tough world out there. Um, I guess I, briefly we could talk about Fournette um, just due to health and matchup. Um, I feel like it's kind of worth mentioning a bit. Um, the idea of sitting Fournette is, seems pretty absurd. It's kind of like, you know, like what well, we mentioned about sitting Russell Wilson. It seems pretty absurd because of just how good he is and the name value that's there. But, um, Seattle and Houston are no joke as far as running goes. And I know like, Houston's not like a good team, but their run defense is actually surprisingly strong. Um, and Seattle's going to get the run too. Seattle's what, fourth bench gets the run over the last few games. Houston's middle of the pack a little better than average. So I would trust them a little more against Houston just because I think the game script will be closer. But this week against Seattle, like I am torn on Ford. I, I might sit him. The thing, yeah, I, it's tough to sit him. Um, but I, the thing is you can, I, at this point in the year, you can justify about any move, but his last several weeks, um, he's not been that stellar. Um, the, the Jags are using back in the box against him a lot. Yeah. They're using him a little less, um, kind of spelling him some, he's had that ankle thing and any given week that could act up, which is, is scary. And I don't, I don't think the upside is there this week in particular, the next two weeks. Yeah. But Against Seattle, the upside's not there, and there's the potential for the dud game. So, I mean, it's hard to say sit Fournette. Like, there's not a lot of guys that start over him, but if you're in the position where you you cannot you cannot take a dud, I would look elsewhere. I 
am like decided now, like I would, I, if I have better options, I would sit him this week because I think unless, I mean, it's a good chance they get down to the one and he runs it in. Yeah. But I, if he doesn't get a touchdown, then I don't, I mean, I don't think he's going to get more than 60 yards this game. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, um, three of the last four weeks, he's only broke six. He only broke 60 the one week against Cleveland. Um, like I see, the, right. the, the the note you don't want to bank on a touchdown either. Like he started the year so hot, but like he's not been as good lately. Um, and like I say, the idea of sitting Gurley is crazy. Um, it seems like, but so Seattle's my, good against the run. Yeah, my uh, work league where I have this ridiculously stacked, unbelievable team that is just stupidly been. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up with like Ertz and. Mm-hmm. Gurley and Fournette and Antonio <laughs> Brown and Alvin Kamara. Wow. I'm actually sitting right now. I'm going to be sitting Leonard Fournette for Deion Lewis, and I don't regret That's that weird. at all. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't blame you one bit um, based on how bad Miami is and how good New England is. And, like, and I'm 10-0 in that news. league. So, yeah. Or, no, sorry, not 10-0, 13-0. So I'm nice. going with uh, I'm going with Deion Lewis. Which, I like all the paths running backs this week. But, yeah, sorry, Fournette was one I just thought of. That we hadn't had written down, but yeah. Anyway, so um, mm-hmm. some receivers. Okay, we talked about the. I don't want to talk about the Denver receivers a lot more. Um, right, we talked about them a lot. Yeah, basically, it's it goes down to if you think the ten targets to two receptions will be the norm or improve. Um, he's kind of high wide receiver three, low wide receiver two for me. Um, to sum everything up, uh, I don't know if I don't think Sanders is, is startable personally he's been at hurt off point, and on no. all year and i don't it it's 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 not been remotely there for sanders and my the target the targets are there too but the last three weeks have just been bad for him and i think uh demarius has a good game against the jets sanders i can't vouch for like he's just too up and down mm-hmm. yeah i mean who knows maybe he gets something crazy happens but i would trust demarius possibly but not Sanders. Um, although they're they're pretty even usually. But eh. um, Dez, um, I like Dez a lot this week and um, rest of season, um, especially this week against the Giants. Like uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But I think he gets back on track. Some. Um, what's he's got rest of the year? I keep looking at Oakland and Seattle. Yeah, not, with Seattle's yeah. injuries and Oakland, Oakland. Yeah. Dez rest of the year is a guy I'm, I'm super confident in. I know he's not been great. He's wide receiver 23 in, um, in half-point PPR, which is just on the fringe of wide receiver 2, which for Dez is kind of weird to think about. But I I think the regression will kick in. Well, I should say regression will kick in. I think that they need to use Dez if they want to make the playoffs. Um, so I think... I, okay, the matchups are good too. That's that's a lot of it. Uh, Giants, Oakland, and Seattle. Like, none of them... Dez... We talked about this a couple times. Dez beats average to blow average corners. Like he, like if you're if the coverage is subpar, he will destroy it. Mm-hmm. So that's the most of why I'm on it. Um, I, yeah, Dez this week and next week should have a really great game and even possibly against Seattle. Yeah, like Zeke will be back against po- Seattle too. Right. <laughs> so I'm starting Dez the rest of the year. Um, yeah. They have a so they're six and six. Uh, Jason Garrett. The Cowboys are kind of the king of eight and eight, so you know <laughs> it's about. I would the next two lose the next two, maybe <laughs> uh, eight and eight, nine and seven is probably what I would project the Cowboys, and to do that, Des is going to be scoring some touchdowns. 
eight and eight seems right. <laughs> Wonder yeah. Jason, does Jason Garrett stick around? That's the big question. <sighs> of course he will. Jerry Jones is gonna fire him. See another guy. We talked about Mike Evans a bit already. You're you're starting him. Yeah. I'm confident. Him. He's he's that good. Winston likes him a lot. This this first right. week back was a little off, but I think the connection will be there. I like. I assume he gets eight to ten targets each week, and you want that's amazing, and the matchup is good. Yeah, per, uh, yeah. I'm, I I would. I mean, it's easy to be discouraged from how things have gone, but with Winston finally back, and he looks like pre-injury, pre twenty seventeen. <laughs> Jameis Winston, like, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Mike Evans. Yeah, Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina, that really scares me. And they'll they'll need to throw to keep up in those games. So, yep. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, we've got Devin Funchess, who has really, really come on with the Calvin Benjamin going off, uh, going away. Especially the last few weeks, he's just been balling. Um, this this week against Minnesota is a very tough matchup. Xavier Rhodes has shut down pretty much everyone not named Marvin Jones, um, <laughs> oddly enough. And um, I, I am benching Funches this week probably. Um, I know Xavier Rhodes can can be beat, but the Cardinal or sorry, the the Panthers don't have enough options outside of that for them not to double cover Funches or keep a safety help over for Funches. Greg Olson's not going to play. He's going to play like what, like a third of the snaps, maybe. After that, they've got McCaffrey and then Newton himself. Uh, there's not there's not enough weapons there for them not to give Rhodes and then more help on Funchess. That I this week I'm setting him Green Bay and Tampa. He's those are great matchups. You obviously play him there, but if you can afford to sit him this week, do it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, especially with Funches, though I do. Th- I mean, I think Olsen is going to have a decent game. Personally, I, like I think he w- he could have played last week, and they just sat him out precautionarily. And he practiced fully today, which means he's going to be practicing like with the offense and getting reps in. So mm-hmm. I like I think Olsen will do a little bit of damage, but that's a whole different issue. Um, as far as Funches's value, I don't I don't think he. Is gonna be the guy this game. I think no. uh, it's McCaffrey, and I think it's the Cam Newton show too. Yeah, I Rhodes held Julio Jones to two for twenty four on six targets, um, and Devin Funches kind of <laughs> is a similar mold to Julio as far as like what they do and how they how they will beat you. Um, mm-hmm. Funches is actually a little bigger, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. He is t- he's taller. Julio six two two twenty. Funches is 6'4", 230. He's, he's a little bigger. His rats have gotten better, but um, him and Julio sort of do similar things. So I, I think I definitely think Xavier is able to hold him in check. Um, that being said, don't start a scrub over him, but wide receiver is one of those things where you can usually find pretty decent options week to week. Like Marquise Lee or um, who else? Um, there's a ton. Yeah, wide receiver is always fun to stream. Yeah, Robbie. Um, if Robert was maybe back, I don't know. Um, if not, I don't Cup, think so. Yeah, if not, not Cooper Cup's week. always a good option. That's always a fun way to go. But like I said, yeah, maybe you have Robbie Anderson. There's a lot of options to pop in. I said, don't don't start a scrub over him. But maybe Did you start Marquise Goodwin over Devin Funchess. Yes, I would. Really? Okay. 
I, I, I like Marquis Godwin a lot just in general. I've always thought he's better than people give him credit for, and he's kind of shown that this year. Um, they've, they're giving him a lot more opportunity. I wish I was, I've, I wanted to pick him up in one of my leagues and wasn't able to. Um, they're giving him a lot more opportunity this, this year. And, um, I mean, this last week was promising. The eight for 99 on eight targets. Garoppolo's going to go to him a lot. And Houston is real, real, real bad against, um, receivers and quarterbacks just the passing game in general they can't stop it lately with all their rush gone and their corners are slow so yeah. I, I i think goodwin actually has a relatively safe floor now which is kind of surprising and mm-hmm. the, the upside the upside is always there with him too so you would start cup over funches too i don't know about cup that would be pretty close i would maybe start cup over funches if robert was is out yeah, I think he, I don't think he's playing. He's been downgraded to uh, doubtful. But um, yeah, I think I would start Goodwin over Funches, which sounds absurd. It might just be <laughs> me having a little bit of bias, but the the matchups are completely different. It's one of the worst versus one of the instead of one of the best. Um, right. And yeah, I, I think having Garoppolo there is great for Goodwin, and then so the, always the potential for big play, which I. I think he pops one off. He's actually only got one touchdown on the year, um, which is kind of crazy given the type of player he is. You'd think he'd have a lot more. Well, it's like Julio, mm-hmm. like you said. I mean, that's just, they just like don't utilize him the in like the way you like. They don't utilize Julio Jones as a WR one like the Steelers utilize Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, um, two different types of players a bit, but. Yeah, 35 catches for 677 yards and only one touchdown. That's a lot of yards with only one touchdown. Um, that's bound to regress at some point. And Houston and Tennessee are his next two matchups, and I think those are prime chances for that to go back. So I, Marquise Goto is definitely a good play this week. Cool. Um, I mean, how do you feel about that? I, would you go Funchess over him? or Funchess over which one? Um, good one. Or Cup. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about Goodwin and Cup for that. Where do you put Funches? Um, I have the weird like for Cup this week <laughs> uh, just because um, I think with Robert Woods out, I feel like the slot receiving is going to be pretty on point. I don't know. It's more of a gut thing. I would pro- I would start Cup over Funches. Uh, Goodwin, I think... <laughs> I think Goodwin, I would feel safer starting over Funchess, if that makes sense. Like, I think Goodwin is going to get me at least eight points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Funchess, I don't, he, Funchess could get five points this week. Yeah, I... You got three. That sounds weird saying that, but yeah, I, I, I like Goodwin a lot this week. Um, yeah, so tight ends. Um, the tight end landscape's a lot more black and white, I'd say, as far as, like, who's a stud, who's not a stud. Um, obviously, there's Kelsey Gronk. Well, I mean, Gronk suspended. Um, Ertz, if he's healthy. Um, Jimmy Graham, of course, is there. Um, at this point, yeah, I Evan think Ingram Jimmy Graham has a great week. Yeah, at this point, Evan Ingram is a stud. Um, unless unless Shepard misses, that puts an asterisk on it. Um, <laughs> it's hard to sit Delaney Walker too, um, as long as he's healthy. But even when he's been kind of hobbled, he's been pretty great the last three weeks. Um, after that, there's a lot less clarity. Um, and it's not really specific names that much, just as far as how to handle it. Um, each week, there's like a lot of acceptable options. I feel like it's kind of funny. Like 
this week you could grab Steven Anderson or David Njoku or, um, you know, Shrey Burton if Ertz misses. Or I don't I don't want to grab Dwayne Allen if Gronk misses because I don't think that's how they'll fill him in. But, I mean, there's Ricky Seals-Jones. There's there's a lot of options on the waiver that could do something for you, even Benjamin Watson if he's out there. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, this is a, it's a good week for tight end matchups. So go go get yourself one. Yeah. Like uh, Doyle, Braid, Henry. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if Braid is available, go get Braid right now. Like I did actually, I went and got him in my work league because mm-hmm. I have Ertz and I don't know if Ertz is going to play. Yeah, he's he's Winston just loves going to him in the red zone and on third. Would you rather? Uh... All right, so that's a good one. So number eight tight end is Doyle. Number nine is Brait. Which one would you rather have this week? Uh, Brait. Um, okay. I, I'm, yeah, I agree. I was just wondering what you thought. Detroit is the worst against tight ends over the last <laughs> five weeks. Like the the worst. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's funny. But, yeah, I mean, Tampa's not got a bad schedule for tight ends um, coming up anyway. See, who, who else is there? So he's got... Detroit, which is a great matchup. Then he's got uh, Atlanta and Carolina. Let's see how those are. Um, so, I mean, I, I could be wrong here. Uh, okay, Atlanta and Carolina actually good against the tight end. But uh, sometimes it's on who you play. So, definitely this week, I like Braid a lot. The next two weeks, it'd be up in the air a bit. Um, one guy I do like the rest of the season is Hunter Henry a lot. I, I assume he's owned, but if you've got him, Washington, Chiefs, and Jets, it's pretty hard to beat. But, um, Those are great matchups. Oof. Yeah, with Steven Anderson, um, Bruce Ellington's out. Um, if Will Fuller misses another week with a rib injury, that gives Steven Anderson a lot of appeal. Um, and also, I think San Fran's kind of batting to the tight end. So, like I said, if you've got Kelsey, you're playing him, duh. Um, if you've got Gronk suspended, so you need to fill in for him, that's kind of where this is coming. The Ertz and, the Ertz and Gronk fill-ins. Burton's a good fill-in for Ertz if you need... Um, but in place of Gronk, it's kind of um, just finding someone. Well, the, the names we mentioned, though, the what is it? Yeah, and yeah, um Seals, Jones, Anderson, kind of would work. I don't know if I would trust a Patriots tight end other than Gronk. Personally. No, I think they'll fill in with Amendola and the running backs more okay. than more than anything. But um, it would be Dwayne Allen that would be the yeah. starter. But I don't. I mean, I don't want to play uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Allen. Allen might get the touchdown. I could see Dwayne Allen just like getting that one catch, eight yards touchdown kind of score mm-hmm. where he gets like six or seven points or whatever it is. Yeah, but um, yeah. So with Ingram, as long as Shepard plays, I really like him. If Shepard doesn't play, that moves him down a bit for me, where I'd put maybe Braid over him. Um, but even then, it's the targets are going to be there, so it's kind of hard to get away from it. Go get Brate. Is that what the sirens are? They're going to get Brate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we heard you, Scott. We're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's kind of a look at, like, that's our, our playoff special. We don't, have a, we don't have a fun name for it. But kind of just guys that you may have some trepidation over, um, just our thoughts on them in general. So hopefully that helps you make some informed decisions. Said If you're torn, look at, who the better team is that's that's one of scott's favorite things and then mm-hmm. i like to look at the offensive lines and you know kind of the matches matchups in the trenches um like if 
if Washington's going against, you know, the Chargers, which they are this week, <laughs> the options are a lot worse um, because of that, the, this huge advantage the Chargers have on the Washington line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it, some sometimes uh, the team that wins isn't necessarily, like, the team that has the players with the best fantasy value. Some, like, it's hard to project. Like, sometimes you have a team where uh, – this guy goes off, but the team still loses. But whenever you have teams that are fringe playoffs, those are the teams I like to look at fantasy players because they like need to win. They yeah. are going to use their best players in their scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's there's there's some stuff you can look at for tiebreakers, but um, yeah, it's. This is the time of year where you overanalyze everything because, you know, uh, a loss you're, and you're done. So mm-hmm. d- just don't go too crazy with it. Sometimes there's information overload that can get you. Yeah, don't tinker too much. Go with <laughs> your gut and, like, stick to your uh, stick to your gun. Stick with what's worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if something got you there, already have a hunch. It's probably for a reason. With that in mind, um, injuries are always important to take care of. And to monitor, so go through a few of those. Uh, Stafford and Dak both have um, hand issues. I I assume they'll both play, although Caldwell seems to be a little worried about Stafford's hand, uh, which I know you don't uh, take much stock in, but um, <laughs> happens. Yeah, so, um, no, I think they'll. I think they're both gonna play. Yeah. Uh, Dak apparently is doing a lot better with it than Stafford is, though. Yeah, that was, is definitely clear. Definitely watch how Stafford's doing. Um, if there is some issue with it, that maybe downgrades him and his receivers a bit. But um, yeah, that's that, that's just really just something you have to watch up until game time and make a decision on your own. Um, I think he's going to be healthy. questionable. I think uh, I think he'll be questionable leading up to the game. Yeah. Like I think he'll have the he practiced in a limited capacity Friday, mm-hmm. so in his in yeah. questionable. For he Sunday. he wasn't he wasn't throwing in practice um, as of today on Wednesday, so it's that's something to you know keep in mind. Um, Another quarterback, Tyrod. I think he's pretty doubtful to play uh, this week against the Colts. He'll probably be back next week. They said it was a patellar tendon contusion. So uh, plan on not having him this week and avoiding every Buffalo option except uh, McCoy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Maybe Clay. Yeah. If, I don't know. If Tyrod's not out there, I do not want to touch Clay. Yeah. Well, no. If, uh, I'm saying if Tyrod is out there. Like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Then Clay has a little bit of value. Possibly Calvin Benjamin, but eh. I'll, he's droppable at this point for me. Um, is he even playing this week? Uh, I think Calvin Benjamin is questionable to play this week. Um, I guess that's an injury to keep up with. Um, he is... He's questionable right now. Um, he, he practiced Wednesday and got a limited session in. So um, he might play this week. But I said if, if Tyrod's gone, I don't want him anyway. But um, against Miami next week's not terrible. Anyway... Um, yeah, pretty much avoid. I must say, I'm going to say probably out and avoid. I would recommend avoiding any bills. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, next up we've got uh, two tight ends, Ertz and Walker. Um, Walker, I think it was an ankle uh, issue. I assume he'll play. He's been getting banged up and playing regardless, but um, still watch that. And then Ertz is concussed um, again. So I there's I feel like there's a good chance he misses actually. Um, it's, I think it's probably 50-50 at this point, maybe a little more towards him missing. So definitely watch that because um, his last miss was kind of a surprise, I feel like. So it's a look look for another option to have on your bench or be ready to snatch up Burton. Um, 
AP uh, missed with the neck back thing. Um, same with Abdullah. Watch both of them. I think they'll both probably play this week, but AP seems a little more unlikely just because he's a little older. Um, so watch both of them. Um, if they miss um, with AP out, um, Kerwin Williams has some value. Um, and then also I think that helps Ricky Seals Jones a bit. And um, if Abdullah's out, obviously uh, Riddick and Green, uh, Tion Green to be specific, uh, become playable, especially Riddick and PPR. And then Jimmy Smith is out rest of the season with a uh, Achilles and a suspension. Um, but he, he's doubly out. So yeah, he's um, super out. Yeah. So that, that definitely helps um, any pass catchers going against Baltimore there. Um, some pass injuries then. Um, said we've got Calvin measured, as we mentioned, um, questionable this week. Then Clay and Olsen, they're both back, but Olsen probably won't play as much the, the whole game, probably like a third to a half. So I would avoid him still. And Clay without Tyrod is just not worth it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, as long as the Packers keep winning, I think he'll return week 15. So I assume he's probably grabbed. If not, go grab him. Um, David Johnson, I think at this point is out for the season. Um, yeah, me too. Which sucks. It's better when he's playing and you spent your number one pick on him and he's gone. So He's so electric. It's really just a shame. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's rough. Um, James, I think he's yeah. safely droppable, though. If you still, if you hung on to him this long, like, you know, props to you, but he's probably droppable. Yeah. Um, if Arizona wins this weekend, then maybe there's a chance they bring him back. But, um, eh, yeah. yeah. If you have an IR spot and, like, in Keeper League and you're holding him, then it's not a big of a deal. But if he's actually taking an active bench spot, then, yeah. Um, that NFC, like, is so competitive. Yeah, that... I don't, there's no way the Cardinals make it. <laughs> Although I know I know I know he wants to come back and play, but I, I last last I checked his arm was still a little stiff, so probably not. Um see, Jameis Winston is back and he looked pretty good. I think he's safe to go with uh same with Freeman. He looked pretty good against a tough matchup. And he's got a easier one against the Saints, so I think he's good to go with. Um Forte was back, he looked fine. Um as long as his knee reacts well um to that game and the practice, he's definitely a great play against Denver, who's been really, really bad against running backs lately, actually. Um, Aaron Jones, um, he's back, but Jamal Williams is backer. So, um, yeah, I don't play him yet. Um, see Doug Martin. Um, I think he's, I don't know if he's still in custom protocol or not, but he may, if, even if he's healthy, I don't know if he's gets a job back from Peyton Barber because the Bucks O line is bad and they can maybe open up one crease for you at best. And, Barber is better at just hitting one hole than Doug is. Doug Martin likes to bounce out a little bit more, which when the team is bad, that hurts you some. So I think Barber fits better what they need to do now. So I, I dropped Doug Martin already. If you, I assume you probably have to. Um, he's, he's droppable. I, I wouldn't trust him the rest of the year. Um, Damian Williams, I think he's still out. Um, as long as he's out, Kenny and Drake's a pretty good play. Um, even when it comes back, I think, They'll stick with Ken, Kenny and Drake just because he's clearly a lot better at football than Damian Williams is. And then um, lastly, we've got Chris Hogan. Um, he finally practiced, um, which is good. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think he plays this week. Um, they, they don't need him to be the Dolphins. Even with Gronk out, they can steamroll the Dolphins. And um, he's been out for a while. I think they take it really slow. He'll probably be back next week against the Steelers, I would say, because that would be a matchup where they need him. But when he comes back, um, like as you mentioned, 
Scott. He that, that definitely impacts the value of some of the other players, such as Rex Burkhead. So um, maybe um, downgrade their pass catching running backs a little bit when Hogan comes back. And then um, some player. Sorry, oh yeah, Jordan Reed's been rolled out again. Duh. Um, Duh. And then Robert Woods. He's probably not coming back this week, but um, I think the following week he will definitely be back. So if he was dropped for some reason, go grab him because we've seen what he can do and he can win you a week, uh, which if you're an underdog in the playoffs, you might need that. All right. So that I guess was... we could also just bring up, uh, you know, get healthy Ryan Shazier. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, we were we were recording this when that game was going on and I, I saw that and I was like, oh, shoot. But um, yeah, I completely forgot to mention that at the start of the show since um, we talked about it on our original recording. But yeah. Uh, thoughts right. and prayers going out to him. Um, I mean, everyone's been um, giving like giving good vibes. Um, lots lots of people are supporting him. I know, um, like a lot of players, um, stayed after to pray for him, and um, everyone's just been giving a lot of support to him. So that's that's good to see. It's once so many people are coming out supporting him, like you can tell, like he's he seems like a great guy. Um, I know he has the alopecia um, disease that makes your hair. Um, like on, on your head and on your face fall out. And so he, he t- he's talked about dealing with that and like the bullying that comes with it and being insecure from it and how eventually you kind of just embraced it and let it become, you know, part of him. And uh, he's let's listen to interviews with him, listening to him talk. He seems like a very like genuine guy who people really gravitate towards. And he's done a lot of good things for the communities that he's been part of. So it's, you definitely want him to get well. And, um, this is this is a career threatening uh, yeah, injury and possibly a life changing one. I mean, he couldn't feel his legs when it happened. So, um, so I'll, I'll definitely be looking at updates. Last I checked, he's it's looking better, but still not enough to determine like a full outlook. So, um, mostly just the twenty four to forty eight hours after it happens are critical for seeing how he'll recover. Um, so yeah, best was just uh, him and his family and his team. Yeah, it's really just. Uh shame i really was i mean he's such he is a great player mm-hmm. um yeah, he's ta- so good like just don't tackle with your face yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's a lot of it um <laughs> which even then there's so many bad looking tackles that don't result in that it was kind of a, a freak uh play yeah. that went but um yeah he's a linchpin in the steelers defense without him they're a lot weaker um which obviously we it sucks to say oh this huge thing has an impact on this game we like to look at. Um, but that's kind of what we have, have to do in a way that does definitely weaken the Steelers defense. But um, it, while he's gone, I mean, presumably he misses, I would assume he's out the rest of the season. I mean, I don't, if he does come back, I would be extremely surprised. Like um, I know someone said it was like a spinal contusion, which their cover on that ver- definitely varies a lot. So if right. it's something where, he like I I think I read like it happened to someone else who only missed like a game or two, which that would be amazing if that's the case. Um, but for now, I, like, he's probably going to be out the rest of the year. Which at this point, like for him, it, that's definitely a scary thing, and you'd you'd want to get that out of your mind more before you play again. You wouldn't want to play with that in the back of your mind. I don't think either. No, definitely not. Yeah, just just get healthy. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about all that. Said so the both Tomlin and the GM went and visited him in the yeah. hospital, which is nice. I, I think um, I was watching earlier, 
he um i think he just told his teammates to just go beat baltimore like <laughs> all right if he didn't that sounds about right um that's i assume that would make him very happy to go beat baltimore <laughs> but um anyway so um speaking of the steelers um we'll start with some juju um his suspension was upheld um alocas was not surprisingly i was i'm surprised that or sorry um aloka did not get his suspended um his suspension like upheld while Juju's um, was, which I don't know. The fact that Juju and Gronk have the same suspension just so weird to me. But yeah, Juju's out of game, so Martavis Bryant is a, a definitely good fill in for him. What do you what do you think of Martavis Bryant this week? Against the Ravens, right? That's who they're playing. Yeah, Jimmy um, Smith is out, so the next guy up will go Antonio Brown, and then it'll be Martavis. Martavis could be a sneaky upside play. Yeah, it really could be. But, um, I mean, these AFC North games are just uh, bloodbaths. Um, so, I don't know. could be rather low scoring, which would be my only qualm about starting Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe the tight ends possibly um, get a look. Which, which, which one's healthy right now? Is it, is it Jesse James or Vance McDonald? I don't remember. I think it's Jesse James, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think Vance McDonald's hurt. Um, he did practice, though. So, yeah, Jesse James could be a sneaky little play um, if you're really struggling at tight end. But like I said, there's a lot of better options at tight end. So, yeah. Um, Gronk's out. We've talked about this. Phil accordingly. I don't want to go Dwayne Allen, though. Um, Crabtree and Talib are both back. Um that dampens Rob Anderson and Jimmy Curse's outlook a little bit, um, just because then we move Chris Harris over to Curse, and then um, Talia will be on Robbie Anderson, I believe. So um, yeah, that I makes it a little so. tougher for them. But uh, Robbie Anderson could still break a big play, so he still has that value. And then Crabtree, um, obviously, is huge for the Raiders, and they'll need a big game from him, and um, especially if Cooper is out. So watch that one too. I don't think yeah, we mentioned. Well, Sorry, go yeah. Ahead. What is uh, Cooper's projection this week? Do we yeah. think he's going to play? Um, yeah, I don't think we mentioned that in the uh, in in the injury section. I'll look at that real quick. Um, he, I know he's dealing with a concussion and um, the ankle thing. He did not practice today um, on Wednesday. Um, on as of Tuesday, he was still in the concussion protocol. Um, unless he's cleared tomorrow, um, that's pretty gonna be pretty tough for him to play um the angle things obviously should do like i think it's pretty 50 50 at this point with a slight maybe like 49 51 the 51 he doesn't play mm-hmm. um so definitely keep up with him being in or out um obviously him being gone hurts car as well but um we probably no more targets for cook um and the other receivers and crabtree um crabtree is a really strong player this week is the point of this um <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then um, lastly, obviously, Zeke's still gone. He gets back week 16. Uh, Alfred Morris looked great behind that line, so I think you I think you got to keep playing him. Um, like, I would go him over Fournette, I think, this week in that regard, which sounds weird. but Oh, I would too. Yeah. Um, question, would you drop Zeke if you had different running back options? No, because um, his week back is against Seattle, and that's your one game you're getting him. Yeah, and I I know it's tough. I am not dropping him because I know someone else will pick him up. 
And that's, that's part, I know it's kind of annoying to think about that. A lot of the barometer for me is if I saw this person on the waivers, would I grab them? And if I knew I could get a game out of Zeke in the championship week of the fantasy football season, I would grab him. Even if I didn't play him, I, you want to keep him away from your opponent. And there's a good chance you do play him because he's really good. And that line's pretty good. And so, yeah, I, I don't think you can drop Zeke at this point. Since he is still going to be back for a game. Not one game. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think on that? I mean, it, it really depends on your league. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if there's somebody you really need. So, like, this is – I can tell you the situation I'm dealing with. Uh, I've got Stafford as my QB, and mm-hmm. I want to add Winston. So, I'm thinking well, maybe to do that I need to drop somebody. The rest of my team I want to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Um, my running backs are great. I've got Hunt. I've got Gordon. I've got Lewis. I've got Hyde. Mm-hmm. So am I in the situation where I can drop Zeke Elliott to pick up Winston? Because I like Winston for his next few matchups, whereas Stafford's got some rough ones. Whereas with uh, the running backs, I mean, that's going to be week 16 that I get Zeke back, and I'm holding yeah. out. Yeah, and you may not even play him yet. I mean, those like the thing is with the running backs, those are all kind of guys you could have in a committee. Obviously, you know, you're stacked in that league. Um, maybe if there's like a receiver, a tight end that you're never going to play that you could drop, I would maybe do that first. But obviously, you know, playoffs, you need to win each week. So it's it doesn't do any good to hold him if it hinders your current week, I should say. So like if you need to drop him to win this week, then, you know, do it. Um, preferably right. like if, if you if you think you can wait till like before the games on Sunday to drop him and then add someone so no one else can grab him during the week. It's like right. a little tricky strategy, which obviously you, you you run the risk of the guy you want getting picked up, but it also um, you can also you know grab him back the next week. Um, I mean, you could always just drop Stafford for him, but yeah, it's just a it's just a Stafford love thing. I can't drop him. So, you know, yeah, too does, much staff love. Who does he have the next few weeks anyway? Um, I think we went over this briefly. He's got Tampa, and he's got Chicago and Cincinnati, which are pretty average matchups. So yeah, but Chicago, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I want to start him against Chicago or Cincy. Both of those are kind of rough to me. Yeah, so you could always just drop Winston for him if you wanted to hold on to Zeke. But um, like I said, it's up to you there. But yeah, holding on to someone for a later week does you no good if you don't make it to that week. That's kind of exactly. That's important. Um. So yeah, those are suspensions. Um. Said. Talked about Kelvin. He's still out. Um, Garoppolo looked pretty decent. Um, obviously, no touchdowns, but I think he got like 70% of his passes completed. They held the ball forever. I think like 270 yards, something like that. So, I mean, he looked pretty solid. I think he had a pick. Um, He'll throw one this week. Yeah, there there were there were a couple um, passes where they looked like they should have been picked off, but he like got it right into a window. So, it's kind of those things where like, oh, do you think he got lucky or do you think he meant to do it? And since there were like three three of those throws about – um, it seemed more like he meant to do it. Like he's got some pretty good anticipation. There was one I can't remember if it was two, um, but he like gets it right right in before the triple coverage closes in, and it's it's a catch in for a first down. So um, right, uh, he, the the team loves him so yeah. far. Apparently, like the Niners team is just like really really happy that they have him. So, um, yeah, Garoppolo. 
He's going to throw a touchdown this week. They're playing yeah. Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't plan on picking up streaming or playing him. But um, No. Two quarterback league, obviously. But guys but, like Hyde and uh, Goodwin. Yeah, I think it's better for the rest of the team's outlook. Um, and then, um, so other guys, Ajayi um, on his new team. I'm not playing him. <laughs> the role is very unclear. And then um, uh, Eli's back in. That helps the team um, around yeah. him. Oddly enough, I don't know how. Like, I think Ingram's still the same just because Eli's a little better, so he's not just going to lock in on Ingram the whole time. But I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't make Ingram worse. Um, and if Shepard plays, obviously it helps Shepard a ton. So that's that's big. You're not having Geno Smith helps your team, as it turns out. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be aware of the Giants this week. Um, Sean Lee's back. Um, yes, and then lots and of turnover in the front office and the head coach. So right, and the Giants have a really big problem that's been plaguing them all year, and it's their offensive line mm-hmm. is Garbo. And guess who they're playing? Dallas, who just sacked Cousins and gave him so much pressure he couldn't have a good game. So yeah, Lawrence is going to get a lot of sacks. Yeah. Oh man, that's I the the uh, the Cowboys defense is a playable defense this week, especially in daily fantasy. But um, unless Eli has angry Eli game, <laughs> but I don't know if Eli can get angry. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm, she, I'm motivated. If, no, she, if Shepard good. misses and that option's gone, then the Cowboys defense looks pretty solid to me. Um, mm-hmm. So on to um, some guys from the waivers. Obviously, waivers already happened. Um, unfortunately, we we had this recorded before it, and it messed up. So um, here's this now. Um, I'm I'm just literally going to read them off. Um, if there's any that come up that you want to talk about, let me know. But otherwise, I'll just read them off. So um, so it's going to start off more owned and get a little less owned probably. So we got Rivers, Winston, Marquise Goodwin, Samaje P. Ryan, Rex Burkhead. Jamal Williams and Alex Collins, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, if he's somehow available, go grab him now. You can probably start him. He's uber talented and put up a decent line against Casey Hayward. I know you love Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Josh Gordon. He's going to go off this week. Yeah. Yeah. If, Ky, Ky, I think Kaiser's capable enough, and he Kaiser will force it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gordon, <laughs> yeah I, didn't Gordon get like 13 targets or something? Stupid. He got a ton of targets. He uh, had like eleven. Fifty percent of the uh, team's like throws went to him. I'm pretty sure yeah, he had eleven targets, only four receptions, but four receptions for eighty-five yards against Casey Hayward's pretty pretty good. So the Packers don't have anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Packers' defense is better than like your average team well which is why like it's impressive like i'm impressed with Jameis and i like him moving forward which is like why Jameis is on here in our general pickups if you can get him mm-hmm. um but josh like i where i think they're gonna get a lot of turnovers out of kaiser it won't affect gordon as much because i still think gordon is gonna be getting a lot of throws and a lot of catches yeah i, I agree they've got they've got a lot of good weapons in that passing game now that everyone's healthy um so some other names, uh, Rod Smith, Hunter Henry, Ricky Seals-Jones, Peyton Barber, uh, LeGarrette Blunt and Jonathan Stewart, kind of similar there. Um, Keenum and McCown, uh, more Keenum than McCown for me. Uh, 
good old good old bortles. I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them bottles or bottles. Uh, the war bortles. You like to call them. The uh, war bortle. <laughs> crack, crack a bortle. Let your body wortle. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike Davis, and then Eli again in in two quarterback leagues. I'd say. If uh, Sterling Shepard's there, if he's not, he's gonna have a little bit of a rough time. Who's he gonna throw to besides Ingram? You know, Travaris King or Roger Lewis or Rudolph. Yeah, there's there's no one there. Um, and then some some handcuff guys. Obviously James Conner for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, Travaris Cadet uh, slash me by Tolbert for um, McCoy. You got Edmonds and um, and Jonathan Williams in New Orleans. Um, Lance Dunbar in um, for the Rams. Br- Matt Breda, who actually has some standalone value on his own, um, but if Hyde goes down, he becomes extremely valuable. Um, Yeldon and Ivory. I like Yeldon a little better um, as a handcuff for Fournette, personally, just because I think Yeldon's a good player still. And then um, lastly, Austin Eckler. I know you love Gordon, and you also kind of like Eckler. Um, yeah, Eckler's uh, shown a lot of good playability this year. So, like, if... Unfortunately, if Gordon, who does sort of have an injury bug, sometimes goes down, like Eckler's going to step in huge. And the Chargers are the type of team where they're putting together a playoff run and their best running back gets hurt. So, like, <laughs> yeah. um, he's a good handcuff to own. Yeah, he also, I mean, he has minor standalone value, not like a ton, but he can he get does. you a few he points or maybe down. grab you a touchdown in a week if you are in an emergency situation. And then, um, in deep two quarterback leagues, obviously Blake Gabbert, um, Teddy Bridgewater, um, no longer any of the Giants quarterbacks probably, and uh, Mahomes is probably off limits. But just guys to you know look at in case seasons go down the drain. But um, yeah, I, I, Teddy's been here for a while, but Case Keenum just keeps playing out of his mind. It's kind of hilarious. It's it's weird. Who to who to thunk know, it? Like, <laughs> it's his job to lose, but he won't lose it. Yeah, I think the threat of losing his job is is, and that's what helped Alex Smith out earlier. I mean, he just played lights out whenever I was talking about Mahomes, and then this week the Mahomes drumlings came out and he balled out. And then Keno's been looking over his shoulder all year, and he's been playing super well. He's definitely playing himself into some money, um, which is always nice to see. You you love to see that kind of stuff. Um, kind of what McCown's done. If it's Patrick's done, that's kind of what they've done their whole careers. Have some good runs and play for contract. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, that's, those are a quick, quick run up of waivers. Um, so a lot of those guys might've got picked up this week, but if they're, they're good options, if you need someone, uh, I like Mike Davis a lot, actually. Um, I picked him up in our league. I know I said, if I didn't get who I needed, I would grab Kaiser, but, uh, I really wanted Mike Davis. Cause I feel like he's, um, this, the Seahawks really like him and he actually had a pretty okay week against Philly um in half point PPR I got 12.1 points which is pretty decent he's a good pass catching back so he has some value going forward that's why I uh wanted him I feel like the team likes him and he runs super hard so that's a plus he does and if they're finally getting a name in the backfield mm-hmm. all right so um on to some defenses and kickers streamable ones that probably are not owned um, obviously, if the Chargers are available, grab them, but I assume they're taken. So, in that case, um, we can look at the Indy and Buffalo matchup. Um, neither has, like, a good defense, per se, but it's going to be a really shitty game. So, there's a, there's a good chance one of them, like, like you can grab one of them and get 
five or six points. If Peterman's starting, obviously that's the case. Um, if Tyrod somehow plays, I think the Buffalo defense becomes a lot better just because Buffalo in turn becomes way better. Mm-hmm. So like if Tyrod is somehow in, I like the Buffalo defense versus Indy. But I, assuming he's not in his Peterman, both sides could possibly get you a touchdown somehow or, you know, just some sacks and a pick or two. Um, they, yeah, I think if uh, Peterman plays, he's going to have that kind of stat line that's like 11 for 22 for like 100 yards and possibly an interception. Like I don't see Peterman having a good day. So uh, Indy probably gets like eight points against Peterman. Yeah, I don't uh, see a Tyrod, way though, either of these get negative uh, points. Yeah, yeah, Tyrod's in the change everything. But yeah, I don't see a way either of these defenses get you negative points based on how crappy this game's going to be. <laughs> Um, um, who are some other ones? Um, Cincy hosting the Bears is a nice little matchup because mm-hmm. um, the Bears' offense has been just terrible lately. <laughs> but they do have some uh, injuries and whatnot on defense, so that's an interesting thing just to yeah, keep track if, of. Yeah, uh, we, we wrote this before the Monday night game. If Bur- assuming perfect misses time, that definitely hurts Cincinnati defense a lot. And it actually definitely Jay elevates Herbert. Howard. Is it Kirkpatrick that is like also hurt or Pac-Man Jones? Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look, but I know. Um, so I know Perfect's probably going to miss a game, and that, that that definitely helps Jordan Howard if you're on the fringe with him. I completely forgot about that in our evaluations earlier, at least in regards to this week. But um, I said I'm a little look up Cincinnati Bengals injuries. I guess I don't know, but um, yeah. So uh, Kirkpatrick has a concussion. Okay. Adam Jones has a groin injury. Vontez Perfect has a concussion. Like gotcha. did that defense is that beat up like who knows i'm i'm not starting a chicago pass option no matter what but um <laughs> yeah that, that definitely hurts the cincy defense though if all those guys miss so keep tabs on that but chicago is yeah. kind of rough um still have geno atkins and dunlap and all them who are great yeah um then you've got the packers d against cleveland or alternatively the cleveland d against the packers if you're feeling bold um <sighs> DFS Cleveland's pretty cheap on FanDuel, so I could see that being worth it. Against Hunley, who knows? Yeah, if, uh, I think I think McCourty's good. I think he's healthy. I thought I saw, I saw him get hurt, but I think he's fine. Um, I mean, you've always got Miles Garrett there. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe the Browns will be competitive in this one. Um, <laughs> oh, First no. win, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, both side of both sides of Denver versus the Jets gave me some appeal. Um, what side do you prefer? Oh, this one. Um, uh, I, I said this in the other cast, but I'm going to just repeat it basically because <laughs> everything got deleted. Um, <laughs> Rip. I really, really hate this game. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I hate it so much because I know what's going to happen. And it's going to – I uh, this prediction of – I have this vision, this vision of sitting in front of the TV Sunday and I'm watching the Jets. And I'm going, how the fuck did the Jets beat the Chiefs? last week and are about to lose to the Broncos. <laughs> um, so with a keep to lead back, uh, I think McCown is going to have a bad game. I think, um, unfortunately, and I love, I love McCown. I want him to do well, but this seems like the game where McCown has a really bad one and he throws a couple picks. And I think Denver's defense might actually be a solid play. Now this could, all, this is, you know, all happenstance on previous, uh, Jets fan woes of watching the Jets just collapse against the team they should beat because Denver is pretty bad. Oh, no, I, yeah. I, I mean, they did it against Tampa earlier, too, in the year. Like, 
that random yeah. bad game against Tampa. That was yep. made and no sense. The Jets are not good on the road. <laughs> They're not. So this, I'm very wary of starting Jets players this game. Um, I think a lot of people are going to flock to some of these Jets guys just because they did have a good week. But I'm like, I'm super hesitant. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I think the Denver D could have, could be a good play, a, a sneaky like risky play. Because if the Jets play the way they're supposed to, they'll kill them. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think they will. Yeah, I, I think both defenses are playable because I mean it's it's Simeon, so right. I, yeah, I think they'll yeah. pick off Simeon. Yeah, and the run game's pretty bad too, and the Jets can stop the run the ball. There's definitely going to be uh, opportunity for a lot of third and longs, I think, and that's where the picks will happen. Um, and, but like, and yeah, like on this side, Plague's back. Um, if you can cover Robbie Anderson, fine. Um, the thing is, I think the Jets win with their running backs this game. Uh, I think Forte and Plow both have chances for big games. Like they could, like Forte and Plow could easily combine for. I, I guess actually the running backs in general because McGuire may get it too. But the running backs will probably combine for like forty points via rushing and receiving. I could see that happening this game and that being the way it goes. Yeah, I think there'll be some nice kicking in this game as well with Cat uh, and Zaro. Uh, probably yeah. going to have to do a lot of leg work. Yeah, a lot, lot of foot touchdowns in this game. A lot of foot touchdowns. Yeah. Um, speaking of foot touchdowns, onto our <laughs> uh, kicker options. Uh, Brian and Lutz are both probably owned, but those are guys, if you can grab them, um, you can just plug them in rest of the year because um, Saints have all dome games. Uh, or, yeah, sorry, Falcons have two dome games and a Tampa game, so. Yeah. yeah, they should. That's a pretty good matchup for kicking. Um, another good matchup for kicking is this Buccaneers Lions game. Uh, I mean, people are. I, I understand the trepidation with a picket taking a Buccaneers kicker, but Matt Prater at the very least should do really well. I'm assuming he's owned, but you know, sometimes for DFS, it helps just to know some kicker names out there. Another guy who's not on there that I did want to bring up is Venetary. This should be a great Adam Venetary game. Um, if you're doing DFS or something, I mean, this is, I think he'll have a wonderful game. How many, uh, how many foot touchdowns do you think? I think, uh, Benetary has four foot touchdowns this game. Ooh, that's a, that's a lot. That's at least 12 fantasy points there. Oh yeah. Uh, and some of them could be longer. I mean, that, that sounds about right. Um, given the circumstances, honestly, right. both sides of this house could have some value too. Um, yeah. given it, I know we've got, uh, you've got Graham Gano on here. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think both kickers in that game could be decent, but um, I, I I don't know. I feel like that that game is really unpredictable for me. I feel like it could. There's so many different outcomes for that game that I have a hard time trusting any of the players aside from like Thielen, really. Yeah, this is a really complicated matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, you got sort of like the up playability of Cam Newton versus the consistent dominance of the Vikings defense all year. So I can see I can see Gano having a bit of a role to play here in this game. So this is sort of like my flyer kicker week, like for Gano. Nice, nice. All right. Um, also, there's a Butker against the Raiders. He's been really solid, like all mm-hmm. year. He's he's a good kicker. Um, and I guess the Raiders have got to move the ball. Um, yeah. So. Like there, there's got to be a lot of um, mini, mini foot touchdowns after those real touchdowns, and then uh, <laughs> a lot of opportunities for just foot touchdowns in general. Um, given how much the ball is going to be moving that game, um, and on both sides, even Tavetti is not a bad option either. Um, but I prefer Bucker for sure. 
Um, yeah, me too. Tvecchio is just a little uh, less consistent. Yeah, um, I don't think he's as good either, just in general. Um, good kickers, though. Uh, Robbie Gold uh, won the 49ers a game uh, just by <laughs> he himself. He should continue to do well. Yeah, they've got um, who they've got this week. They've got Houston. Excellent. Yeah, so they play some bad teams. Um, and with that being the I mean, the thing is, they're playing a bad team, and there's not a ton of weapons there. Like in San Fran, so there could be a lot of um, foot touchdown opportunities for gold here. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Chargers kicker, uh, Coons, the replacement for um, whatever his name was, Novak, he's on the IR, I think. So the Chargers offense is pretty solid, and with a lot of offense comes a lot of kicking. So I think he's a great play this week. Um, and definitely not going to be owned in most leagues. Yeah, he's on FanDuel. He's the minimum for kickers in, in, uh, for DFS. So that's also a good look there too. And then um, lastly, um, on the other side of Legatron, we've got Jake Elliott. Um, going to be a lot of points in that game. So Could be a kicker battle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, games with lots of points are always decent options just because those points have to be scored somehow, whether it be real touchdowns or foot touchdowns or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, on to my – this is my favorite part still. Actually, I actually I really enjoyed our, our playoff section too. But the yeah. s- sleeper streams, starts, bus, vibration, this kind of stuff. This is the more specific stuff. That's that's why I actually really enjoyed our, our playoff segment about like specific players and how to evaluate them just because – you can give a lot of general advice and kind of just talk about what people did and might do. But when you get into the nitty gritty, that's where, I mean, that's where a lot of your big decisions are. You're in the playoffs and you want to know who do I start? Um, who has more upside? Like I'm the underdog. What do I do? Um, so this is where the specifics come in. I guess we'll go into last week's. Um, we did pretty well last week on it. Um, yeah, we did pretty well. Our starts were Marquise Lee and Doug Baldwin. Uh, Marquise Lee did well. Um, uh, Baldwin had just got that. If he had been two inches closer to the goal line, he would have been a great play. But he, he still uh, finished with a pretty decent score. I think ten and ten point nine in most leagues. If you're half PPR, and even more if you're in a full. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna make sure I take my own advice. I put Marquise Lee as a start and didn't start him last week. Um, I played my sleeper Corey Davis, but I don't know. I did that kind of last minute impulse decision, and it uh, hurt me a lot. Um, for our streams. I said keep going with Rivers, which at this point he's probably owned, so he's not about stream anymore. But last week I think he still was, and he performed pretty well um, with Keenan Allen on fire. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep doing well as long as he's got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Gordon receiving those uh, passes out of the backfield. So Rivers is definitely a strong option the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good stream option. Yep, and then how about uh, your pick that you had? Yeah, my stream last week was Mariota, which I think was hilarious because we were just we were talking about how he's been this year. Well, he's been horrible. He just hasn't been what the Mariota of the, the year before. Um, and he actually had a pretty good game. He had a rushing touchdown. He had 18 points in fantasy. So if you streamed him, like you're probably pretty happy with that. He did better than a lot of other guys like Cousins or Stafford. Yep, and then uh, our last uh, good ones are Sitz, um, McCoy. He was he was average, but like I said, the, the Sitz, when, when we mentioned a really good name, we're not saying, oh, like, sit them completely. We're saying sit them if you have another good option. Um, he got, and, and half PPR was 11.2, which isn't terrible, um, but it's not great. It's not what you want from him. If you'd gone someone, you know, like a comparable option, if you'd gone Collins or Burkhead, you were a lot happier. Um 
and McCoy. Yeah, he yeah. So against the Patriots, you like could we say figured. his outlook was shady. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, ten ten's not bad. Um, it's just not great and not what you want out of your uh, running back one. Uh, my sit last week was Stafford, um, and I was pretty confident with that going against the Ravens defense on the road with a hurt ankle. He ended up hurting his hand too in the game. He got 12 points in fantasy, which is not what you want from a quarterback. So mm-hmm. that one was pretty on the mark. Yeah, good call there. And then um, so our ones that didn't hit as much, our sleepers both. Um, yeah. Corey Davis was uh, two for 12 on four targets, and Jarrett Cook uh, overcooked all of his targets. Um <laughs> Uh, I think it was like five targets, but one catch for nine yards, right? Too many cooks. Yeah, the, sleep, the sleepers are tough. Yeah, I mean, that that one really just bothered me. Even though I didn't have Jared Cook in any league, it was more just like you have the worst team against the tight ends. You have Cooper and Crabtree out. And you have, like, who, who are you going to throw it to, Derek Carr? Oh, <laughs> uh, he throws it to Johnny Holton. Like, come on, man. Jared Cook was just absent all game. It's he really was in perfect game. position and underperformed, which is typical Jared Cook. So, right. Yep. Um, Him and uh, Jordan Howard are just, you know, sitting there crying about what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, he's, I think he still has the second most 100 yard receiving games of tight ends, though, um, which is funny because I think, I think he's the only one with um, another like 100 yard one. Um, I know Ingram's hit 99 once, which, you know, is close, but it's kind of. Funny. <laughs> How did, uh, did Kelsey get a hundred last week? No, he got ninety four. So yeah, it's still still cook. Yeah, it's... But Kelsey. I think was the one that was above him. Yeah, Kelsey has had like four or something stupid because Travis Kelsey's insane and they <laughs> use him a lot. But um, yeah, I have to find that link. That was kind of funny going through this. But yeah, Cook's really consistent. And then um, our bold predictions. Mine. I said the New Orleans running backs would get less than thirty combined fantasy points, and then he got like. 50 or 60 some odd bullshit i don't know <laughs> that that, that, that keeps happening man <laughs> yeah he got i think he got like 30 himself man it's just absurd i the fact that this is like it, this shouldn't be sustainable but it is because the mark Ingram's getting the volume and Kamara is just so freaking good that it's just working so like there's no way you can sit either of them regardless unless unless ingram ends up being, ends up being out but yeah, you got to stay with these guys no matter what. Actually, I want to see something really quick because this is making me think about like some of the other tandems that you have in the NFL. And this one's absurd. Yeah, I mean, Burkhead Lewis is like the the Saints' light. I think is what I called it. But like, <laughs> usually tandems like uh, Rob Kelly, Chris Thompson was a, like a, kind of productive for both, but not very. Um, well, I mean, usually... the amount of touches Kamara gets, it's almost like. Of Mar- uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, except if Austin Eckler was getting thirty points a game and Melvin Gordon was getting thirty points a game. Yeah, I know there was the <laughs> Woodhead Gordon one, but that was kind of bad for each of them. Like wait till week. Um, who else? I know Collins and Javorius had a couple digs at least together. Um, I think. I, f- I feel like next year it's going to be Collins and maybe Woodhead, and that could be decent. But yeah, seeing this kind of production from two backs just like sustained it's crazy and i mean it's obviously impacting breezes fantasy outlook but he's still got a safe floor which 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, how did how did your bold prediction go from last week? Yes, my bold prediction was that with Peterson on Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup would uh, have a really good game with over 100 yards receiving and a score. And he had a good game. He was definitely part of it and part of the reason they won. Um, But he did not break 100 yards and he did not score. Um, But this week he will. (laughs) I like I like it. So I'm looking through other tandems. Um, Let's see. Tennessee could sustain on if they wanted to um, with their talent there. Um, The Jets have Powell and uh, Forte, which that could maybe be a bit. Um, Cleveland uses Crowell and Duke Johnson a lot, but um, they suck. And Duke Johnson's been good this year. Like, yeah, and PPR has been amazing, right? And Crowell's had some good uh, games lately. Been, yeah, meh. yeah. Overall, he's been pretty meh. It's kind of funny how it reversed from last year. If Cleveland were like a better team and Joe Thomas wasn't out, those both could have some value. So now yeah, I'm just, now I'm just intrigued by these committees that we've got. We started um, to enter that phase of the NFL, like the the single running back doing everything is like. Not as prevalent. You have Le'Veon Bell and like Todd Gurley, and like mm-hmm. the rest of them are all committees. Yeah, um, a few a few others. Yeah, obviously last year Atlanta's committee was super valuable for both. Um, yeah, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman were yeah. great. Um, Minnesota kind of has it this year. It's been more Murray lately. Um, Philly could have that, but they pass a lot. Um, and they see. use like more than two running backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've got uh, Carolina uses some games will have Jay Stu get value too. Um, Dallas is kind of using a committee to fill in, but mostly offered more a little bit of Rod Smith. Um, and yeah, um, San Francisco kind of uses Matt Breida in a committee, but yeah, definitely nothing. I think the closest thing to it is what the Patriots are doing just because their offense is so good in general that it's making Burkhead and Lewis kind of valuable, but yeah, they're the closest. Yeah, so I just wanted to go through that and kind of examine it because it's so unique that this is happening like that. I mean, Peyton's Peyton's done that throughout his career, though. So 2009, mm-hmm. we're back. Was it Bush and McAllister, was it? It was Bush and um, Pierre Thomas. Oh, that's right, yeah. Okay, good Throwback old Pierre name. Thomas. <laughs> yeah. All right, but um, yeah, so this week's, um, I changed my start. It was originally the Detroit receivers, but I am worried about Stafford's hand. So my start's... My start is just the Patriots' backfield. Um, I assume Hogan's going to be out. Um, Gronkowski's gone. They're going to funnel all this through their running backs this week. Um, Burkhead and Lewis are obviously starts for sure. But even James White, um, especially in PPR leagues, I feel like is is uh, flex startable just based on how they're going to fill in for Gronk. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely like I, I think Lewis and Burkhead are probably gonna both have good games. But I also, I also think Brady's gonna throw a couple of touchdowns this game because he doesn't really have bad games two games in a row. So, mm-hmm. Like fantasy perspective, any kind of perspective. So like I, I just think it's gonna be a beat up. They're gonna put forty points on the Dolphins. So like unfortunately for Dolphins fans, um, my start is K Hunt. I like Cream Hunt a lot this week. I've said it before. Like I. I know it's bold, and he hasn't done well, and he really could flop. Like, he could just be bad this game. But um, uh, he's my starter. He's my starter this week. Okay, yeah, we, few... yeah, we've talked about him a lot. But, um, yeah, Oakland. Yeah. Oakland's home. defense. Yeah, it's he's in a very good position to bounce back. I uh, I agree. They're home favored by four, yeah. Over under 47, yeah, it's, Forty-seven and a half over. Yeah, I, I see it. Um, so my stream was Brissett, but I am off that a bit. Um, he's yeah. still he's still streamable, 
um, as like a really deep stream. Um, I think it more depends on if Tyrod plays, um, just because then it changes the outlook of the game. If Tyrod does play, I don't like Brissett as much, but if he doesn't, I think Brissett's a lot more uh, of an option. However, I think it goes through Frank Gore a lot this week. Um, maybe Marlon Mack gets some, but on similar to Brissett, I've got I'm actually going Kaiser as my stream this week. Um, <laughs> I've uh, I've been I've been a little abnormally high on him, but um, over the last four weeks, the Packers are the fourth worst against quarterbacks. Um, on the year, they are uh, sixth worst. So I guess it's an ongoing thing. Their defense isn't good. Um, <laughs> he's got Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman. They're back. They're healthy. They're there. David and Joku, two good running backs. I mean, it's it's there. It's set up for him to have a good game, and obviously he has the running ability. There's always the pick or two, but this like I feel like this will be his best game of the year. Um, he, I know we had one good game. Was it against that one that Detroit game was pretty solid? Yes, that was it. Was Detroit? They almost. I mean, they were in that game until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See, against the, so he had. He's had Indy, Detroit, and Cincinnati's good games. He's been better lately. I think um, this this could be um, kind of a hurrah week for him where it gives the Browns um, some thoughts on maybe using him for the future. They probably won't, but Kaiser's yeah. my stream this week because he's always got that rushing ability. Interesting. That's Yeah. I mean, I, he's kind of a turnover machine, which is my only drawback to him. But, like, you're right. He does have, a, he does have like, it's set up for him to do mm-hmm. well this week, as you said. Yep. Uh, my stream is Jameis. Mentioned him a lot in the podcast. He's going to be available in a ton of leagues. Um, he still is because he was dropped. He was hurt. This is a great matchup against a falling apart defense mm-hmm. for the Lions. It's in Tampa. So, yeah, I'm taking Jameis. I think he gets 300 this game, probably a couple scores. One to Bray, one to Evans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not just falling apart defense. Falling apart team in general in Detroit yeah. which happens a lot. Um, Fire Caldwell. Fire him. <laughs> Oh man, so who's sleeper? Your sleeper is a bit unconventional this week, not not necessarily um, a waiver guy, but um, someone who's kind of been underwhelming lately. Tell me about him. Yeah, my so my sleeper this week is a guy who now here's a guy. He's been on <laughs> people's teams, but he hasn't. He, you might not even have him in your lineup or even consider it because he hasn't been great. And that's Lamar Miller. I really think he's going to have a good game against uh, the Niners. Um, it's at home. The Niners are bad against the run. I think I don't think the Niners have like figured much out yet, other than that Garoppolo has some talent, mm-hmm. um, and Tom Savage is clearly not like the answer. So I, I think Lamar Miller has a pretty good game. And, and if you have him in your lineup, nice. If you just have him on your team, though, like consider putting him in. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's not like a waiver pickup. He's not going to be available in many leagues, but he's probably like not also like the most started guy. Yeah. Um, I feel you there. Yeah. I, uh, I actually ended up benching him last week for Kenny and Drake in a league. So, um, mm. yeah, which went well for me, but, Oh yeah. Yeah. So my sleeper, um, is the guy I said, I start over Devin Funches. That is Marquise Goodwin. Um, he's still available in way too many leagues. Um, probably should be owned in pretty much every league. He's good. He's really expanded his game a lot this year. Said eight for eight. Eight targets, eight yards, 90, sorry, one more time. Eight targets, eight receptions, 99 yards. Um, got me a little tied up there. Then he's got Houston and Tennessee the next two weeks. Um, not starting against Jacksonville week 16, but great matchups the next two weeks. Um, 
could really be a force while your um your main starters have bad matchups a la um you know Devin Funches with Xavier Rhodes. So um yeah de- definitely look for Marquise Goodwin to help you win a week. Um he's got he's got a safer floor now. I mean he's getting targeted a lot more and on different routes than just deep routes. And he always, always, always has that big play potential. And um like I said, he's he still got, can be beat by the air. Yeah, he needs He's only got the one touchdown on the year, which was that long bomb against the Giants and that um, that touchdown that he got um, just after um, was it? I think um, his uh, his wife was pregnant and um, they miscarried. Yeah. yeah, so like that that was the that was the touchdown. That one like I watching the replay and knowing what happened. That one gave me chills. I got goosebumps watching that and uh, seeing like how he reacted, which it makes you cheer for the guy. And he like you, you want to root for the guy. He's overcome a lot and. Um, the last two weeks, six and eight targets, four and eight receptions, 78, 99 yards. Um, PPR is definitely a lot more valuable, but he's got 677 yards on the year and only one touchdown. Um, that's bound to regress some at some point, and I think that starts this week, as I've uh, as I mentioned earlier. It'd be cool to have a team where you have both Marquise Lee and Goodwin. You yeah. have some kind of cool name based off of it, like yeah. the gold Marquis or something. Ta- yeah, just all the Marquises. Um. Right. <laughs> all right, so... um. Going from that, my sit is Marshawn Lynch. Um, I think this is a pass-happy game. Um, I mean, I think the, the Chiefs are going to score on the Raiders, so the Raiders will need to play keep up, catch up, whatever, um, get up, pass up, but not run up. Um, Lynch is not really a passing down back. He had one game where he got a couple of receptions for some yards, but that's not his. That's not his game. That's not his forte. He's a bruiser, and then he he, he may fall in the end zone for a short touchdown at some point if Crabtree or if Cooper, if he plays, gets held um, and like at the end zone. But um, yeah, Richard and Washington, these mostly Richard on passing downs. They'll do a lot of empty sets too. Um, I just don't think he is in the gameplay as much this week. Yeah. And I, th- I think what we said earlier, like our sits are probably guys that you could start and you'd probably just have better options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Lynch gets about 10 points, probably like 40 yards and a touchdown if he falls in the end zone. Yeah, but um, you're hoping you, you're getting that touchdown, though. I don't think they are right there. Right. Um, and that's like, you know, you don't want to take that risk. Um, and the other guy, my sit is Cousins. We talked about it earlier in the cast. He's just, I'm looking for better options this week. I'm not starting him against the freaking Chargers. Their defense is scary. His offensive line sucks. His Jamison Crowder's playing like Garbo. He's like, um, yeah. He's got take another option. He, he stole Wes Welker's butterfingers from him. <laughs> if I have like Jameis Winston or uh, some of these other flyers in my league that I could pick up, I'm going with one of them. We're saying Jameis Winston a lot, but he's a good fancy quarterback. Is yeah. even if he makes dumb real world decisions in a real game, he's a great fancy quarterback. Right. So. I just yeah. There's just I think there are a lot of better options this week than Cousins. I'm not saying Cousins is like droppable, but. He plays Arizona next week. Mm-hmm. It's but uh, this week, this Chargers D, I'm staying away from him. Yeah, none of his matchups are terribly inspired the rest of the year either. So, yeah. All right, so on to our bowl predictions. Uh, Mozzie, yours ties into one of your uh, aforementioned players. Uh, hit me with it. Yeah, I want to keep my bold prediction with my start in Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt not only has a good game. I think he has a great game, and I think he gets back on track with 150 all-purpose yards. That's including receiving yards because I think he's going to be involved in the passing game a lot. Um, I don't think the Raiders' defense is like better 
in one capacity than the other. Uh, so I think he's going to be used a lot, and I think he gets a touchdown as well, probably receiving. <laughs> I, like, I like the specific of receiving touchdown. Yeah, no, not rushing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So my bold prediction, um, I mentioned it like Des this week, and I like him a lot. He finally gets back to being Des. He's going to have really soft coverage or just really bad coverage um, with Janoris Jenkins out. Um, I'm still, I'm saying look for 120 plus yards and a touchdown or two um, from Des this week, and um, that correlates a bit back to Dak. So I mean he's he's playable to an extent, but yeah, I think this is a a, a Desi Des week. Um, him and Morris will get a bulk of the touchdowns. I can see I can see him getting one, Morris getting one, and Witten getting one. Yeah, so if Witten and Des get one, like it has to mean like to me i think dak is starting yeah. this week the giants are of, so bad ahead of cousins at least for me yeah the giants are just so 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 bad <laughs> but like i said i like des the rest of the year too the matchups are pretty pretty okay um he's got the giants then he's got he's got he's got he's got he's got he's got the giants then he's got oakland and then he's got seattle so nice. no there're no good corners left <laughs> any of those places so well there weren't any oakland to start with but um yeah, they yeah they didn't start with some and lost them to injury. They just yeah. didn't have any. <laughs> Even last week, he got five for sixty-one and a touchdown with some coverage, a lot of coverage from Josh Norman. So yeah, yeah. He burned Norman with that TD. Yeah, he was he was playing like a man on fire, dude. He was he's he's an emotional player, but he can sometimes really channel that and ball mm-hmm. out. So I think I think the rest of the season, Des is a guy who, if you if you didn't bail on him completely, um, if you still got him, he's someone who you can keep in and lock in and. Ride to a championship. Here's a guy. <laughs> Here's a guy that's going to win you some fantasy <laughs> games. Uh, wow. I cannot wait. Dude, I'm so glad you sent me that. I cannot wait for Kurt Warner to replace him for some games. Oh, my it's God. Gonna, it's going to be like Romo, I feel like, because Kurt Warner, he's, he's been through some shit too, man. Warner's seen some shit. Um, but <laughs> his career is so crazy to keep track of how he was at such a peak and then a downfall. Um, and out of football, and then Super Bowl with, with the Cardinals. They should have won. Should have won. Oh, man, I wish they would have won. If freaking Dontrell Roll or what? I think that's his name. Whatever, is, whatever that guy's name is. Um, we're not. There was a Cardinals player that was just barely on the field, like like on like from the sideline, like looking to peak at that James Harrison return, and he he got in Fitzgerald's way just enough to like stumble him up and like keep him oh. tackling him. Yeah, I. I think it's Dontrell Roll. I'm pretty sure that's the guy. But I'll, that's that's all I remember from that game. And all I said is, wow, if he had not been in the way there. Um, or is it Entrell Roll? I don't know. Entrell Roll. Yeah, that's it. I was close. I got I got the... Yep, yep. It was Entrell Roll. I, I added an extra D into his name. Yeah. If he had not been there in the way of that, Larry Fitzgerald would have got him. And what a tackle him because James Harrison's not that fast. All right, you you saw you saw him huffing and puffing on that whatever the oxygen was after that. Yeah, <laughs> Fitzgerald had him. His teammate got in the way. It's boneheaded bullshit. Anyway, that really grinds my gears. I wanted I wanted the Cardinals to win that game so so badly. And it's not like I dislike the Steelers that much either. I just really really wanted the Cardinals to win that game. Just um, really like Larry Fitzgerald and yeah, to man. Win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's he's under contract for another year. Um, he, and he may retire, but if he does play, the Cardinals have him. So maybe Paul Wilkins back, or they go grab Tyrod, or he hasn't like shown any sign of slowing uh, down. Oh no, right? That's what's so insane. Who knows? He's 
his hands like are so insanely good. Like that, what oh, was that? Yeah, it's like a, if you throw it around him, he's gonna snag it. Yeah, was it that that uh, how oh, what game was it that he made that like last second catch? Um, was it the Tampa game? Maybe. Yeah, I think that was it. There was one game he made like a last second catch to win the game, and it was amazing. And I loved every second of it. The uh, Green Bay and Cardinals postseason game from like two years ago is still like one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah, he's got 116 targets, um, 82 receptions, 878 yards, and five touchdowns a season. So I, su- I assume he'll break 100 receptions and 1,000 yards. So, man. All right. Anyway, enough of a uh, digression on one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Um, <laughs> on to our picks. So last week, Scott uh, was 10-6. and six. Uh, I was 9-7. and seven. So pretty, uh, it was okay. Um, you definitely beat me there. Um, the, the the Steelers game, which was actually my lock, um, that was that was down to the wire. I'm like, man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, I, everyone knew they would win. It was just a matter of how. So um, yeah, um, actually, I think all of our. Oh wait, no, everything but your. So your lock was Washington over Dallas. That did not hit, but um, our upsets both hit. So yeah, I mean, it's the first time our upsets both hit. Heck yeah, it means we're yeah. getting better somewhat right yeah seattle over philly then jets <laughs> over kansas city yeah there were a lot of close games last week too so that was part of it but um so anyway that, um so like in terms of picks that puts i know for me and i know you're pretty close that puts me at like 49 to 29 on the year that's pretty good we yeah. didn't start at the beginning no yeah i'll uh i'll go back and count mine but or i assume we're probably pretty similar we've gone about the same each week or one off right um so yeah that, that, that's pretty solid definitely better than i think the average like guess <laughs> yeah so speaking Some of the experts yeah speaking of solid picks um hit me with your lock of the week lock of the week um if you couldn't already tell from my sitting cousins uh thing my lock is going to be chargers taking over washington this mm-hmm. week I, I i that's i if the chargers lose this game i will be baffled <laughs> yeah i don't see a way that happens they're on a roll i agree with you there um my lock of the week, who is it again? Oh, yeah, it's Dallas over the Giants. Um, <laughs> I don't see a way that Dallas loses. They're only four-point favorites. Um, so, yeah, any of our locks are less than a touchdown, which actually all the games except the Monday night game are less than a touchdown spread. So all these were viable. But, um, yeah, um, Sean Lee's back. That helps a lot. I, I just think Dallas crushes the Giants. They have lots of turnover there this week. Um, and there's going to be a lot of turnovers on the field. So, yeah, as much as like we would love to see Eli just kind of stick it to him and show his team that he really should be the starter. Like even if Eli does have a good game, I don't see Dallas losing this one. No, yeah. And then um, my upset of the week, I've got Arizona over Tennessee. Um, Arizona is at home and they are three point underdogs uh, to Tennessee, but I don't think Tennessee is that good. Uh, I don't think they made the playoffs, so that starts here. Um, if AP does not play, that might change this a little bit, but I, I assume he does. Um, even then, I think Gabbard's actually going to put together a pretty solid game, and Fitzgerald's going to dominate because Tennessee can't really cover anyone. Um, it's, it's pretty much the extent of it. But, um, yeah, I've got Arizona. Um, those home underdogs are the ones that will get you. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go Arizona over Tennessee this week. I like that. My, my upset is really bold, uh, but i got to do it. <laughs> um, so I'm taking – Carolina to beat Minnesota, which is ridiculous, I know, but just hear me out. 
Cam Newton plays up to good teams and plays down to bad ones. And, like, his variability as a quarterback is just ridiculous. Like, sometimes he just looks like garbage, and sometimes he looks like a superstar. And I think this week we get superstar Cam. This is a 31-28 win for me, like Panthers. Yeah, I, I was actually originally on the Panthers and I changed it off, but um, yeah, I, I definitely see smart, logical, most likely choice. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of possibilities for this game. There are so many different outcomes for this. So I mean, I I definitely see a world where Cam dominates and the Panthers win. It's like it's not likely. Like I don't know who he's going to throw to. I don't know like what the run game is going to be able to do. I just have this stupid feeling that this team that should not win is going to win. So yeah, that's awesome. being at home helps when, when cam gets rolling that the crowd really gets behind him. And this could be a game where somehow Keenum has some problems. Who knows? Um, maybe we'll see Teddy soon. No, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, no, maybe we'll <laughs> see Keekly take over too. Yeah. They've got some great linebackers there. So anything could happen on that front. All right. So, Actually, how's Captain Mutterland doing? Is he is he out still, or what's his I think deal? he's back. Okay, that'll help him some. When he was out, that definitely hurt. But um, yeah, he. Check on. Yeah, I don't see anything new on him. So, I think he's talking about that he left millions on the table to join the Panthers instead of the Vikings, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, I think he's back this. Like, I think he played a little last week. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah. So. That's uh, that's worth noting. So that'll that'll help him a bit. All right. So on to the rest of our picks. All right. So New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, I've got the very minor home underdog with Atlanta here. Um, picking the home team in these uh, NFC South matchups tends to go well. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. Personally, I'm just going to take New Orleans because I just like don't really have a reason not to. Mm-hmm. I just like they just seem like to me they can pull this one out. Yeah, it um, can go either way. Yeah, it's a, it's a toss up. Both teams I think are going to have good offenses. This is going to be like a three point game. Yeah, I, I I agree. These ones are always close between New Orleans and Atlanta. They're pretty similar teams. I was just so I was looking up Captain Mutterland, and um, apparently he only wears a size eight cleats, which is kind of funny. That's like pretty small feet. Size eight cleats? Yeah. No way. Even I'm like ten and a half, and I'm like five nine. Yeah, with this. How tall is he? I think he's around my height because I. Uh, oh, he's he's five nine, but yeah, it's size eight. He's yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Does it like matter? I just saw that like about the cleats because they're at the my cause my cleats thing, or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. All right. Anyway, um, next game, uh, Detroit at Tampa. Um, I I had asterisks here, but I'm I'm sticking Tampa with this one. Yeah, it's a good call. I'm gonna. <laughs> You're torn. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Detroit. Um, but I don't feel good about it. (laughs) I really don't. Oh man. I actually, is it too late to switch picks? You can do it now. We're not on to the next one. No, you you can switch it before this ends if you decide. Okay. Yeah. I, I really do think like, I think Detroit's in a tailspin right now. I really hate Jim Paul. All right. So this is, this is the, uh, time for. Tampa Bay to win. Glad you're on board. All right. Um, Chicago, yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, we both got Cincinnati. They're just better. They're not good, but they're better. Uh, Chicago, Cincinnati. Yeah, they're both meh teams, but taking Cincy at home. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries on their defense. Some will say that goes, but um, Indy at, yeah, yeah, Indy at Buffalo. I'm assuming Tyrod does not play. I've got Indy actually. Yeah, so this is actually one that is dependent on the player. I think if Tyrod plays, they win this, but mm-hmm. I don't think Tyrod is going to play. Therefore, I've got Indy. Yeah, it's going to be bad either way. Um, it is. It's going to be horrible to watch. There, there are some rough <laughs> ones this week. Um, this you imagine if them. it was the primetime game? <laughs> yeah. Showdown between Andrew Luck and Tyrod Taylor. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, never mind. It's like Miami in <laughs> primetime. All right. Anyway, um, on to <laughs> Oakland at Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to be uh fanboy, go Oakland here. But actually, I do think it's winnable since they won the first matchup. I do. I think it's definitely winnable, especially with Marcus Peters being benched by the organization for his actions last week. Their corners are dead. They got Darrell Revis, who was guard. I mean, come on. Last last week he was bad. His yeah, last he's a vegan Jets now, so they're going to they're gonna tear <laughs> him up. Um, but I am still taking the Chiefs. Um, I don't think they're going to get swept by Oakland, though it certainly could happen. Um, and I like Kareem Hunt to have a good game. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think I think since he's vegan, he joined the Chiefs. Since Andy Andy Reid looks like a big tomato, <laughs> that, that was just like <laughs> oh, Andy Reed could like benefit a lot from going vegan. <laughs> <laughs> just going not Waffle House anyway. Um, I, I love those memes where it's like the Waffle House menu as his playbook. Yeah, like an IHOP menu. And yeah, in front of him. Man, he's he's a likable guy though. I love the, I love the gif of him like. Or they like he's walking in the room, but they put like the wall up, and he's like the Kool Aid Man busting through the wall. He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I think he's lost a little bit away, but he's still a large boy. Anyway, um, did you see that clip of him playing football when he was fifteen? They show like every primetime game. Didn't didn't he win like the punt pass kick thing when he was little? Yeah, little. He was yeah. never little. Um, he was younger. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Any <laughs> anyhow, enough about Andy Reid. Um. See Minnesota at Carolina. This is your upset. Um, I've yeah. got Minnesota though. I was on Carolina, but I thought about it more. How they match up? I think Minnesota wins this. They should. My it's just my upset. So go yeah, Carolina. I, I I agree. There's so there's so many ways this game could go. I think Carolina. So I was on them. So I, I see why they could win. Um, Green Bay at Cleveland. I almost changed this, but I think it's Green Bay. Yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. They have they have fought really hard the past couple weeks to keep winning despite not having Rodgers. I think it's a testament to how much like they're trying like to change things up. And I, I don't think Cleveland gets their first win this no, week. I don't feel great about this pick. I think there's a chance Cleveland wins this, but it's personally it's, I think it'd be hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that would laugh so this, hard. This if, is like, one of their better chances to win this year of any week they've had, I'd say. Right. It is. Um against Brett Hundley and like, could you imagine if the Packers have just been clawing their way towards the playoffs and they doing well, like winning games in overtime, and then they lose to the Browns, their playoff hopes are, I'm sorry, I just, I could see this going to overtime and the Cleveland, or sorry, Cleveland losing in overtime. That'd be funny. Um, yeah. All right. Next up, we've got San Fran at Houston. Um, I've got Houston barely. I, Pardon me, wants to go San Fran. I may change it by before week's end, but um, right now I'm on Houston. At the moment, I have Houston for the same reason. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller are just going to have too good of games for them to lose, but you never know. They're, Actually, never uh, mind. I'm going San Fran. There you go. I, I've been thinking too much about this. I, I like too many of San Fran's pieces 
to not pick them. I mean, they're both bad teams, but this is this is this is it. Marquise Goodwin, Jimmy G connection. Let's do it. What about Carlos Hyde? I, I like him this week too. Um, okay. I may be biased because I may have him in a fantasy league where. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna go San Fran. Okay. But I can see where Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins and Steve Anderson just are the game. Um, right. It's, Hopkins like, and Miller. it's such an irrelevant game in terms of like playoff seating. So it's not like as interesting to me. So <laughs> this is like mean as that is to say, mm-hmm. um, uh, but so like, I, I just have Houston, but I haven't like, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a couple of games this week. There's the Indy Buffalo, honestly, Chicago, Cincinnati too. Um, this one. Yeah. Um, Jets and Denver. Um, yeah, there's a lot like of they pretty... could win. Like, so what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, um, Dallas at the Giants. This is my lock, so I've got Dallas. Yeah, I, I got Dallas in this as well. Yeah, just, uh, I want the Eli revenge game, but I don't think uh, I don't think they win. Hey, they beat the Chiefs. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I remember that that was hilarious. The reactions from Chiefs fans. Anyway, so oh, then man. we've got Washington at the Chargers. Um, Chargers for sure. Yeah, Chargers. Lock. Lock him in. Yeah, P. Ryan's maybe the only Redskin player I would trust remotely. Otherwise, nope. <laughs> um, nope. Jets at Denver. Um, I've got the Jets. It's This one's close. Part of me yeah. wants to lean back to Denver. Um, but it's, it's this is a pretty even game for me. It's not going to be good. But um, I the Broncos are bad. They are. The and Jets have looked good at times since week three. So they have. I just really like it's a road game. It's in Denver. I have very, very, very serious qualms about this game. And usually, I bet on the Jets each week. I will not be betting on them mm-hmm. this week. I'm not going to bet against them. I'm still going to pick the Jets. But oh man, I see a Denver win. <laughs> like I see it it's right there. Yeah, it's, that's uh, a possibility. This is up in the air. No one's going to be watching or caring. Um, yeah. You might be. I don't know if you do it. Anyway. Um, I still care because they're my team. Um, but, but, like, the irrelevancy is definitely akin to your the San Fran Houston or Indy Buffalo kind of thing. Yeah, even Chicago Cincinnati at this point. Those, right, those Chicago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was not as bad. Anyway, um, next up, there's Tennessee at Arizona. Um I think Arizona, yes, my upset of the week, Arizona squashes Tennessee's playoff hopes and then they get squashed again with Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, I have Jacksonville as well. And uh, I think. Sorry, I, I, I may have misspoken because they play Jacksonville later in the season. I, I was meaning like this week against oh, Arizona. Yeah, sorry. You have the Tennessee Arizona. Yeah, yeah. so I have Arizona in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at home. I like Gabbert. I don't think Tennessee's as good as like their record indicates. The blonde bombshell. Playing Gabbert. There it is. <laughs> but anyway, so the next game involves Jacksonville. Seattle at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Got Jacksonville. Not, like I said, not 100% confident. Only two and a half point favorites. That sounds about right. Um, but Jacksonville at home has been insane on defense. So Yeah, and this is what I was saying before. Like, yeah, this is going to be really tough for Seattle. They play so much better at home. Um and Russell Wilson on the road, like he's still good, but the team itself, I, I don't, I think they're going to struggle. Um, 
you know, after beating the Eagles, I think they're going to lose to Jacksonville. And I think Tennessee's going to lose, and it's going to put Jacksonville in first. Yep, deservedly so. All right. Deservedly um, so. Philly at the Rams. This is the marquee game of the weekend, honestly, I would, I would say. Um, Minnesota yeah. and Carolina. Obviously, the Thursday night game's going to be it. But Minnesota, Carolina, and then uh, Philly at the Rams. Actually, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, too. There's three really good games this weekend. This is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got the Rams here. Um, I think that, you know, at home, um, probably one of the – Philly hasn't faced many good teams. And I think uh, – I just think the Rams win. Um, the home thing's a big part of it. But they Definitely. match up well with them. I've still got – Philly, but it's another one where I don't feel good about it. I can mm-hmm. see Philly losing two in a row and dropping to the Rams. Um, so I had Philly down, um, which I'll I'll stick with just to stick with my original prediction. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, this is a great this is gonna be a great game toss up. Uh, honestly, they're great offenses. I I the I think my reasoning for it from yesterday's cast that didn't go through was that Philly matches up well against them because they have one of the best run defenses in the league. And I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on Gurley to do well. And I don't think he's going to have an outstanding game, which is going to make Goff force some throws. And that that defensive front of the Eagles is pretty good. And I think the defense is going to win this for him. Yeah. I feel this, this one could go either way. It's going to be a good one. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Baltimore at Pittsburgh, um, this, this one actually opened as seven point favorite for Pittsburgh, but it's now down to five point spread, which sounds more accurate, but I think it's going to be even less than that. Um, I've got Pittsburgh here. um, Big Ben at home prime time. Um, The no, the no Juju hurts some um, and no Shazier. So that, I still have Pittsburgh, but like, barely now. Probably it's going to be one of those like Boswell field goal games kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think he can bail them out this week. I'm taking Baltimore for the upset. They've been playing lights out lately, and uh, I think even with Jimmy Smith out, it won't matter. Yeah, um, this is going to be a great game. I'd be glued to this oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, this is a great matchup. They this these two teams. Don't hate each other as much as Pittsburgh and Cincy do, but they do hate each other a lot. And, man, I like the Ravens' chances to make the postseason. To do that, they got to win this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could I could see that going either way. And then lastly, New England at Miami. It's New England. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What more can I say? Mm-hmm. Whatever the spread is, it's not high enough. You can take the spread. New England is going to win this game like forty to twenty. Yeah, and so the spread's eleven. I can, yeah, they definitely top that. Um, because yeah, the, the, the last game it was like sixteen. They still beat it. They still covered that. So I'm like, well, shit. All right. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Belichick saw that. He's like, we got out. We got to cover it. Everyone's betting against Did us. You see that quote from him where he oh, was like, uh, the practice thing. Like, right. <laughs> it was like, oh, like all this stuff you've accomplished in your life. Like what? What do you want most? And he's like, I want to have a good practice today. That's about the top. Like, like, the most Belichick fucking answer. I know. I love that. I sometimes you gotta. Some you you got you can hate him, but sometimes you just gotta be like, all right, that was kind of good. Him and Let's Pop are great. Oh, him, him well, and Popovich. One. But yeah, on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Anyway, that kind of wraps us up. Um, I guess one thing I wanna I I think we had this in our original recording. Um. 
kind of stuff to do when you are out for the year. Um, obviously, DFS is an option. That's always pretty fun to do. Um, I do that a lot regardless. Um, a lot of my time goes into that anyway. And um, you know, I do that. There's DraftKings, FanDuel, which FanDuel's what I do. There's also the, the draft thing. And then um, what, do you, what do you like to do, uh, Mozzie, when you're uh, done with the playoffs? How do you, how do you, how do you uh, come to terms with that? If I'm out of the playoffs, my, the thing I like to do, I mean, first thing is if your team does like a points four and you're one of those teams where you scored a ton of points, but you also just like kept losing to someone who scored more, you can always keep trying to get that points four record. I think it's fun to just kind of draft people that you either love that are like sleepers, just like random people in like from your home t- team that you follow or like a random defense and just try to get like a super high score that no one would project. Um, that's always something I like to do if I'm out. And then, I don't know, DFS and FanDuel and all that kind of stuff is always fun as well, and you can win a whole lot. But most importantly, like, once you're out of fantasy, it's kind of like a sigh of relief. You can just watch the games and not worry about it. You can just root for a team, which is weird. <laughs> it's like that uh, South Park episode where they're all playing World of Warcraft and then they finally beat that one guy and they're like, well, what do you do now? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, n- now I can play the game. <laughs> That's right. what this is like to be. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah. And most leagues, there shouldn't be incentive for last place. Like, teams shouldn't be tanking or anything. But um, if there is, obviously there's that. Um, if it's a keeper league or anything, you can start picking up guys that you think could be good keepers. Um if there's like keeper costs or whatever. Um, also, as if, if you know the people well, you can spoil their playoff hopes. Um, oh, yeah, that's that another happened, one. That happened to Mozzie uh, last week against uh, one of our buddies. Uh, he's, he, he had the high points for, but just got screwed over every week. So he's been playing spoiler. Um, and it's also just fun to mess with your friends. Um, and also, it's important to keep up with it. Um, names could come up. Uh, Peyton Barber, Mike Davis, Ricky Seals Jones, names that if you if you zone out at the end of the year, um Trent Taylor possibly could be a guy. Um names that come up near the end of the year that click with the the new system, new quarterback, whatever, um, that become important in the draft next year. And um if they if you know you're sitting there with a couple of guys, um you may not know anything about Trent Taylor or Mike Davis or Ricky Seals Jones. And you just be like, oh, who's this guy? And skip over him, and he ends up being important. So it's good to still watch and keep up with it so that you're not at a at a disadvantage next season. Yeah, you, you don't want to be completely out of the loop. So even if you're out of the fantasy, just like keep watching. Mm-hmm. I always keep watching. And it's fun. I mean, we, we do this because we enjoy football, enjoy watching football. We enjoy keeping yeah. up with football. So, yeah, ho- hopefully you're still in it, though. Um I said I am either in it or um, gonna hopefully be in it in all my leagues. I've got one league where I need to win, th- win this week and I need someone else to lose. So that's my closest call. Um, I'm in it already in two of them, and then well, one hasn't started yet, but I'm locked. So good, good year for me. Um, how how are your leagues going? Um, so I'm in four leagues. Uh, one that I one that I just kind of joined because a coworker just asked me. And that one, I'm like, it's in. It was a weird draft that was like an auction draft I'd never been a part of. And Those are I, fun. My though. team is, my team is not good, <laughs> and I'm losing in that one. But in my homer league, I'm in the playoffs. Um, in our league, I'm like 
in fifth and I'm probably going to end up in fifth, whereas like, and the only top to four get in. So I probably won't make it in hours. And then this other league I'm in, I just like, God, I just got like the best team ever. And I'm 13 and 0 and I'm like pretty confident. I'm just going to win the whole thing at this point. So I've been my, uh, I just give you a little thing right here. If you go to the standings, so everyone's point points for is like fifteen hundred, thirteen hundred is like one of the lower ones. Um, but the highest points for besides me is fifteen seventeen, and my points for is nineteen twenty three. Holy moly! Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm pretty confident I'm gonna win that league. So I have four hundred more points. Uh, scored than the next yeah it's it's crazy in one of my leagues i'm like 300 points behind the high scoring guy but like i could make it to the playoffs uh if this week goes right it was just kind of funny um it's funny because one guy's 12 and one there's two eight and five guys two seven and six guys i'm six and seven so like i have more points for than those six and seven teams so like if i I, i'm facing one of them so I, i can beat him and the other one's facing the 12 and one team so i'm like oh man oh man so it's uh there's a there's a good chance i could pull this one off that'd be crazy anyway um so that's yeah never that's never <laughs> give up in your fantasy leagues um always always fight for well and if you hit one and seven okay it's a different story but um i mean if you start one and three oh and four you can still come back um i started one and three in my one league i'm in the playoffs now um so yeah i should have i should have won last week if i made a better start choice and been a been a four seed instead of a six seed but hey i'm i'm in it that's what matters um once you're, you're in, in it you're, you're once you're in it you're good so um i i lost to uh deshaun watson and aaron Rodgers at some point um and cool. i i had to make moves to stay in it because i'm like at this point i'm so committed to the season i just gotta i can't i can't stop now so um yeah just keep making like always try to set yourself up for the playoffs um until you are very very certain you're out of it um because er- don't let an early deficit get you down because uh you can always make it up which is what i did um <laughs> it's tough but it's doable um anyways um i think that's uh enough ranting for now um thanks for listening um we'll hopefully finally get this on itunes for now it's just uh, the soundcloud um but yeah I, i'm enjoying doing this and uh definitely something i want to do next year Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One, one thing we, uh, I wanted to bring up is just before we go is that we probably will have some off season stuff. I know last year I did a couple articles, just keeping track of free agents as they traded and went across to different teams. That's a really fun thing to keep mm-hmm. track of. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, um, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we wish you all luck in your fantasy playoffs or the matchups to get in there. If you are still alive and hope you all tune in next week. Happy holidays, everyone. Yep. Thank you.